Alright, so with that being said then, since there was a very clear consensus, we're going to put Hunter Hunter in S tier. Alright, so that being said, we're going to move on then to the next one on our list. Arguably the most underrated series on the list, uh, Hell's Paradise Jigo Kuraku. Uh, I think it would only be fitting to have Ronan talk on this one since... Uh, I know he, in particular, is a very big fan of the series. Mm, gotta let him know about Jigoku Raku. All right, so first of all, just as a series, great. Coming to an end and getting an anime, so shout out to the series. In terms of its world building, I would have to say it's pretty decent. It's above average for sure. Um, I do like the way it builds out its system of power. I like the way it also shows... Um, criminals and like convicts from across the entire at least known world and shows their different ways of interacting with each other in like takes on the world and perspectives i do think it is pretty good it's nothing like spectacular like just flat out just you know outstanding in terms of its world building right i would say it's pretty decent it does its job relatively well the island that they stay on is really where a majority of the focus goes but we do get to see a lot of things like abimaru's like ninja clan it gets a little bit of um like <clears throat> we get we get a lot of detail into that we get a lot of detail into like how the executioners are kind of brought up so i do think overall it's probably a high b um i would place it personally in terms of world building um above chainsaw man but keep it out of A tier, but that's just my take on Jigoku Raku's world building exclusively. Fair enough. King, do you have any opinions on this series? Uh, yeah, I love Jigoku Raku. I'm not caught up to it yet, but um, I love this so much that I even bought like the physical volumes for it, which is something I only do for manga that I really like. You know, I'm sorry that's getting anime. And if it comes to world building, you know, what are to be the stuff with? Gabi Maro and his whole ninja stuff, the executioners or the island. I re I actually like really like the stuff with the island. I think it's um I don't want to say it's like a completely original idea because there have been similar concepts before in different anime and manga, but the way it's executed makes it like so like like the whole premise is there's something weird going on with this island. Let's go and like, explore the island, and they do explore the island. And I really like that, so hmm, I think I'm going to go with Ronin here and give it a high B. Alright, Tay, have you read this series? Yeah, well, as, as as we all know, every other series I've got to abstain, so I think it's time for me to abstain again. <laughs> Fair enough. Tron, do you have any opinions? No, I also have to abstain. I've heard a lot of good things about it, obviously, but I haven't read it yet. That's fair. I, I've I've read a uh, part of it. So I have read thirty chapters into Hell's Paradise. It was one of those things like we've mentioned previously, where you have a series and you want to take time to appreciate it. And that was something that when I was thirty chapters in, I was just like, I don't want to rush this. Even for this video, I don't want to rush it. So I stopped uh, thirty chapters in, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I would definitely agree with the placement in high B. I really enjoy the concepts that are being done. There's stuff that obviously has been done by other series previously, but this one does it really well. I really enjoy the... Uh, one of the aspects that was mentioned was how uh, 
the religious elements to like certain monsters and whatnot are just kind of cobbled together to lend to this fact that this island uh, as we know it might actually be more of a manufactured thing instead so i thought that was a really interesting aspect of the world building um so i i too am very happy to put it at the top of the b tier all right so then the next one that will definitely be contentious is Tron has mentioned he has opinions on it. We've got JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, and the world building of JoJo's. So, Tron, please tell me. Okay. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So, off rip, I hate part five. Just going to put that out. I think I'm not going to get into like ranking them or whatever. I do not like part five that much. Second off. That's a hot take. I think half of JoJo sucks. Like, and by half, I mean half of every season. I hate the middle of JoJo's. I think the endings of every JoJo's part are phenomenal. But if you can't get into a specific stand battle, then you just have to, like, waste your time watching it, I guess. I feel like it's really episodic in the middle of jo Like, something happens to a character. They have to set out on a journey. Um, the main villain gets introduced a bit later. All of that stuff with the finales obviously amazing normally. But then the middle's just like episodic stand battles a lot of the times, which I don't really like. With that being said, I have to put JoJo's in S tier just for part six and part four alone for world building. Um in part four it's obvious because the majority of the first half before Kira is about developing the town as almost being a character and it's almost like the point of the first half of the season is world building and then for part six the amount of stuff that they're able to do within a prison and characterizing how the prison works how it's uh very unorthodox is also just really cool so it's s tier for world building uh as a show not so much but that's it i can appreciate everything that you said and I am a diehard JoJo fan. I have cosplayed as three different characters from the show, uh, just to show I really love JoJo. Um, but I, I can appreciate that take. Um, and I was someone, too, that I used to rank, personally, uh, Part 5 a lot lower um, back in the day before it got an anime. Um, because I think that the Part 5 manga doesn't do Part 5 the service that the anime does. Um, I can't necessarily say the same for, like, other parts, um, because I have read, I haven't read parts one through three. Those I've only watched the anime, but I have the manga in my collection and plan to reread it. Um, but I have read parts four through part eight, and I'm up to date. Um, and I, I can say that, like, part five definitely needed the anime to really give it the push that it needed. That being said, um, I do think that JoJo's has managed to create uh, a monster of a series. Like, even if you look at the individual parts, rather than looking at it as a whole, it's absolutely interesting to see how these worlds are constructed individually, um, and, like, how these different people and their stands, how they interact. 
And But that being said, when you look at them as a whole and see how each one is building and building and building on the history of what came before it, it's absolutely fantastic. The fact that it is, it is able to add things but do so in a meaningful way is great. Um, and just like Hunter Hunter, and I, I'll probably look this up later just to figure out which one came first. I mean, I know JoJo as a whole came first. Um, I don't know where it ranks for when Hunter Hunter came out. I'm pretty sure that like Stardust Crusaders still came out years before Hunter Hunter. That being yeah, because um, like the it came out before because like the the OVA that I adapted it came out like around the time the manga was starting. Okay, that's fair. Then yeah, like I believe so. Being said, um, JoJo and Hunter Hunter can definitely be two of the series that can be accredited the most to influencing uh, powers and power systems in manga. So I myself would also give it an S rank. Uh, Ronan, do you have any thoughts on JoJo? Yeah, so first of all, just JoJo in general, right? I gotta say, I am so mixed on this series that I'm not even sure I know my opinion on it as a whole. I'm kind of leaning towards Tokyo Tron's like thing where like it's like I like a lot of what the series does, right? Dio, just in particular, is one of my favorite characters in anime and manga period. I just like like the charisma he and feel he has, right? There's a lot about JoJo's I just don't like. But when it comes to world building, right? I think even if we were to just look at part four alone, like excluding one, two, three, uh, and then five through eight, right? Part four, I think would literally be enough to put it at least at A, and then you start to add everything else. Uh, you add, add the other parts. You add the historical elements of characters coming back into the fray. And I think that puts it at a solid S tier. I don't really have too much else to say that hasn't been said already, so I'll just leave it at that. I think it just does really well at using prior characters and their influence in order to just build the world and make it more and more alive. All right. And then, King, what do you think? Alright, so world building wise, I definitely think that's something that JoJo's does well because each part has, well, in theory, each part has something that it brings new to the table. Part one's world building wasn't the best. Part two, we were traveling. Part three, we were traveling. Part four, we got to world build a town. Part five, we were traveling. Haven't read part, um, the manga yet, but one thing, like, uh, I kind of agree with Tokyo Tron, I really don't like, um, part five, and that's because, like, <clears throat> when it was airing, I was actually watching it week by week, and, oh, God, it was just, <sighs> it was, that was hell. I mean, I managed to watch the entire thing after it finished airing, and that was still a rocky experience in itself. Some of the stand battles were just awful well not awful but just not good but world building wise mm, i'd say an s fair enough all these in i did not realize that you guys had these feelings towards part five that's so interesting and that's, that's not bad by the way like everyone is entitled to their opinions and i'm like grateful that we have such differing opinions here but that's that's really surprising just given how like the general populace has come to embrace part five, but 
It, it also could be a biased thing, but you, you know, who knows. I also don't really like Jorno either. He's he is the weakest JoJo in terms of impact for sure. Uh, he 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 ranks lower than uh, Jonathan for me personally. I, I like Jonathan as a JoJo better than I like Jorno, but yeah. Uh, Tay, do you have any thoughts on JoJo? Well, again, I've only seen a few episodes of like part one, but I'm I'm not trying to get on the JoJo stand's bad side, so I'm gonna say. Gotta be an S tier purely because, like, I, I saw Dio show up at the mansion and he kicked the dog straight in the face out of nowhere, and I just oh thought, like, that's gotta be S tier. Like, like he has, he has, he has to have lived through, uh, through hell to want to kick a dog straight dog. in the face. So that well, that well building must have been A tier to put him in that situation. So it's got S tier, so S tier, so it's gotta be S tier. All right, boys. Thank you. Oh. Where are we where are we putting JoJo in the S tier compared to the other three of them? Um, this I think I kind of think it has to be at the top, be, like just because of the fact that some stuff, uh, like it remains the same throughout each part. Like obviously Stan's general power system, but Araki really creates pretty much a whole new manga or anime each time he makes a new part. That's a good point. I have no problem with it being at the top. Alright then, at the top it goes. And I am very happy with that, personally. So, I wanted to hear it from everybody else, though. So, uh, yeah, a uh, little just self-gratification there. Alright, then, we come next to the topic that uh, Broken Ronin is an expert on at this point. Uh... We're talking Jujutsu Kaisen. So, I think, to be fair to Ronin, I think it's going to be best if we let you finish this one. Uh, if that's all. Sounds good for me. Because, yeah, I want to hear your opinion last on it as the expert. So, King, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on the world building in Jujutsu Kaisen? Alright. World building with Jujutsu Kaisen? I think so far, it's been pretty average but i definitely see the world building becoming top tier in the future because if you really think about it the arcs that we've had so far haven't like we haven't really like had time to just like go out and explore the world like shibuya shibuya even this arc for over like 50 chapters and like the first 50 chapters were like the introductory and the goodwill and then we had a flashback so we really haven't had time to like go out and explore the world but when, like, we look at the, like, the political side of the Jujutsu world, and, like, just not to mention, like, the amount of stuff that, like, questions that are answered, like, where's Yuta? Where's the third years? It's just, honestly, Jujutsu Kaisen has um, the potential to become an S-tier world-building show, but as of right now, I'd give it B. Fair enough. Tay, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm I'm glad that King said that because I thought I would be in a kind of minority when I say it. Like, like first of all, let me say I absolutely love Jujutsu Kaisen, but personally, with its well building, I don't know. Like, it we learned so much about like 
cursed energy and domain expansion and all the different types of domains and this, that, and the third. But, and we do learn different things about like the history of the world, like with the different um, Jujutsu families. Um, but I don't know, it feels like it's a case where they kind of say a lot about not much. So I would also agree for it to go in a B tier personally. So yeah, that's where I'm at. All right. Yo, I, can I change my vote? I want to. I actually want to put it in A because I completely like. I said the political side of the jujutsu world, but like I completely forgot like how in depth and like how deep it really goes into like the jujutsu family, like the clans. Like, oof, honestly, I'm and the power system, like, and there's not even to mention like the history of curses, like the stuff with Sakuna. We still haven't yet to figure out. I put it in A. Fair enough. Fair enough. We leaving Tay on an island on B. I see King just leaving. <laughs> I see. I see. You ain't had the heart to stay with me. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. John, what are your thoughts? Um, for me, the one thing that I really appreciate about JJK is that there's not a single thing that's introduced that doesn't matter. Everything that's introduced in terms of power, lore, like clans, history, family ties, it all has been relevant up to now and presumably will be relevant in the future. Um, one thing that I hope doesn't happen is I really hope they don't just say like the third years were like on a field trip or some dumb shit. Like... That would be kind of wild. I don't think that's going to happen. But in terms of what we got so far, I think I got to put it somewhere in S. I don't know where, but somewhere in S. That's fair. Let me also like add to my thing and just say, I'm talking about from what I've seen so far. Like It may in the future <laughs> because <laughs> since everyone's just abandoning me, let me just <laughs> protect myself a bit. No, you're, you're good. You are good. I, I appreciate your honest opinions and whatnot, and based based on what you said, from based on what you've seen so far, that is completely fair. So, that is fine. Um, I myself, um, I would definitely put it in A tier personally, because one of the things that I really love that Tron said is that everything that has happened in Jujutsu Kaisen so far has had a purpose. There has never been necessarily a throwaway moment in this series and that's fantastic the fact that like everything has served a purpose everything has built up over time the fact that we're seeing all these different histories with the jujutsu sorcerers with the curses how they interact with each other we don't know a whole lot yet about these three big houses but we know that they have a lot of pull um we know that the upper echelon of the sorcerers have a lot of pull um and that's like briefly been talked about like even with the anime just recently but there's so much groundwork in place that like it's it's gonna be fantastic but because that being said because that groundwork has been laid and we're still getting into that part because i'm i'm firmly in the camp that we're in the first third of jujutsu kaisen so far i'm i'm definitely thinking that we've still got two-thirds of the series to go I think the groundwork has been laid and I'm really interested to see how it's developed further, but because I don't want to necessarily base things on hypotheticals yet, 
that is why I would put it at the top of A tier at least. So I want to hand things off to Ronan then where he can either put me in my place or agree with me or whatever, but he's the expert in my opinion. So lay it on us. All right. So let me just say this, right? I think all of the, the like points and opinions brought up are pretty valid. To throw Tay a bone here, right? Depending on how far you are in Jujutsu Kaisen, it's not that impressive, right? And especially in terms no, no, of... No, no, I'm, I'm caught up. I mean, like, in terms of where the story is at this point. Yeah, okay, okay. I got you. I get what you mean. Um, But what I will say is this, right? Uh, now... I, I may I may come off as a little bit of a little bit biased towards Jujutsu Kaisen. I can't lie, I am. But while I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm the expert on the series, I would say I'm pretty knowledgeable on it. And I would say so far, it's perfect in what it's done. Right? This isn't to say it's the best world building ever. To me, with everything that Jujutsu Kaisen has tried, it's executed flawlessly. Right? Um, I actually. It's funny that we're doing this video and Jujutsu Kaisen is up here because for a while now, I've been working on a video talking about the timeline and history of Jujutsu Kaisen. So it kind of all flows into this and the amount of detail and just intricacies that are in this series are pretty incredible. Like The way that these characters and their clans and their histories relate to each other, the way that like the, the mysteries that we see built by the world, I think are just so well done and well executed that... I, I would I, I I personally can't put it in anything lower than S. Would I say it's the best? Probably not, simply because it's it's one of the younger, if not the youngest series in the S tier uh, category. So I would say it's probably middle S for me personally. It's really good to me. Like me, while I can't say it is everything you know we're gonna get. I feel like. As soon as the third years and what they've been doing have been brought into the equation, the world building is going to get that much better. But so far, with everything that Jujutsu Kaisen has tried, whether it be talking about the clans, the curse techniques which link back to your clans, and the interaction of the characters and things of that sort, the political aspect of it, as well as like the actual power and the, on both curses and shaman side, I, I gotta say it's it's near perfect for me. Fair yeah. enough. Dude, Jujutsu Kaisen has the potential to become a modern masterpiece, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I I don't think anyone in this chat um, thinks otherwise in terms of the fact that it could become a masterpiece. Um, and again, that thing is well on the way. Right, and that's that's again why, for me personally, that's why I gave it that A ranking, just because. Everything that is done so far has been absolutely great, but there it, we're talking still a bunch of hypotheticals that still need to be you know elaborated upon. And I have no doubt that Akutame is going to be fantastic with doing that. Um, but that's just where I was in my mind with that. So that being said, uh, based on everything that's been said, we've got a couple S's, we got a couple A's, we've got uh, Taze B. Um, so, and I did not mean to put. It. I feel like I want to change it to an A, but I've I've put up such a strong stance, I can't give up. No, no I, I really you know what? I'm I'm willing to put I'm willing to put it in Ash. I'm willing to put it in Ash. Oh, he's just running further and further away. Just okay. uh, rub salt in the wound. For some middle ground, then. Okay, so. And and. Let me know if this executive decision is wrong or if you want things to be changed. 
I'm going to put it between Bleach and Haikyuu for now. Just because Bleach has been fully established. But it, I think we can all agree that the world building is better than Haikyuu. Is, is that fair? Or do we want to move it above Bleach? No, that's perfectly fine. I think, well, at least for me, I'm I'm more in the camp of, I think Jujutsu Kaisen has the potential to surpass all of these in world building, but it hasn't yet. I don't think, I think it's hard to say it has to stick the landing. Um, but as of right now, right, an argument from where we are currently, I think that's a perfectly fine rating from my perspective. All right. Are there any objections? Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to point out, like, I think right now, this is where it should be, but comparing um, however many chapters Jujutsu Kaisen is to uh, this amount of chapters from any of the other shows, I think JJK is probably top and it's clear. But we just have to oh. see, like, what happens next. For sure. To me, pound for pound, Jujutsu Kaisen is one of the best shonen out there. I don't know if that's a hot take, but like, I just think no, it's I agree. being good, like, if that makes sense. A fact can't really be a hot take. That is true. I think the only... If we're looking at, like, a... If we were looking, let's say, like, a JoJo at separate parts, I think that would be one of the only ones that could be in contention with Jujutsu Kaisen for how many chapters <laughs> that they're at. Although that being said, one could also say that, like, considering 7 and 8 are monthly, like, there's a lot more put into that many chapters in comparison. Mm -hmm. but... Uh, I think compared to everything else on the list, yeah, I think Jujutsu Kaisen definitely has had the best start out of anyone for where they are right now. So, by the time that Jujutsu Kaisen is done, it could well, it could very well be, and probably will be, clear of everything else. At least that's been put on this list so far. But I think, I think it's safe to put it where it is right now, uh, knowing that it has room to grow, despite already being an S tier. So, all right. Then the next one we got on our list is Kaiju number eight. Uh, one of the uh. few Jump Plus titles on this list. Well, other than Hell's Paradise, but we already covered Hell's Paradise. So, um, can I start? Yeah, if you'd like to. All right. So the thing with Kaiju number eight, Kaiju number eight so far, I've been reading it every three weeks. Like, it's been a phenomenal story so far. I like the characters. I love the artwork. And everything, even, like, the most recent chapter has been good. But it's just, it's just too early to tell, in all honesty. Because, like, even now, like, we're just starting, like, you know, with the, with, like, what could be the main antagonist so far. We're just starting to get in, we're just starting to kick it into gear. So it's just way too early to judge it but like even like the stuff with the kaiju like from chapter one i really like how like unlike other battles showing like attack on titan like you know you just kill a titan and like i don't know that broke through the walls that's it you actually like, get to see the side of like all right so uh who's gonna pick up this body you know i like to, i like that they like show that other side of the spectrum where it's like so, you know somebody's gotta keep the streets clean and they ain't doing it so uh, so far, I put it in C tier. If you don't mind, you don't mind me getting on on that real quick. I just wanted to build off something so I don't forget. Um, 
I think King Uzumaki brought up a pretty good point about like the whole like actual cleanup after the actual like battle is done. I think that it's like very small details like that that go a long way in like showing that this world is actually a real one. Like just like you'd expect, killing a giant kaiju um does not really just end at actually killing it. You have to get rid of it. You have to dispose of it in an actual clean and hopefully uh, environmentally conscientious way and i think showing our main character as that role and not just passing over and actually having that role be important later on in the story i think it's done pretty well overall it's very young right so i think that does play into its world building it hasn't had that much time to build but i definitely say it's like a low b with the potential to skyrocket from there i hear a lot of people saying that it could be the next attack on titan I don't think it's going to be the next Attack on Titan per se because Attack on Titan, it did, it changed everything. And like it, the two are very different, but I definitely feel like where the story is heading right now, I definitely feel like it could be big if it got a nice adaptation. I mean, I've been reading since chapter one and story, the potential, everything has, the groundwork is being set. All we need is um for someone to I don't know if only the only the only critique I have for the world building is just it's not on the level of build king. That's just my one critique. Oh my god. You go away. You know. Just go. <laughs> I know okay. we're making this a meme of this channel, but come on. Alright. Uh, I, I, I think build king is clear on so many levels. Oh my gosh. Alright. Oh. Hey, do you have any opinions on Kaiju number 8? Uh, no, I'm gonna have to abstain. Oh. You, th th this is definitely one that you should read, though. I, I will say that. It's 20-some 20, 20 chapters in, so uh, you can def- Well, once you pick it up, you won't want to stop, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, literally, like, the, the re- Oh, go on. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, the reason why I'm so behind on everything, I didn't even know that you could, like, legally read, like, up-to-date manga on, like, say, the Shonen Jump app until, like, the start of quarantine. And then I've been, like, like a, a dog in, like, a pet shop, literally, since then. But until then, until the point where I am, like, like caught up on everything, then I'm gonna have to abstain from a few of these. And that wasn't my first, and that won't be my last. <laughs> oh, that's perfectly fine. Tron, do you have any thoughts on Kaiju number 8? Uh, I think it's cool. I think it's probably a bit too early to tell, like you guys were saying. I would also stick it in B tier. That is fair. I, I myself would also stick it into B tier. Um, I think that for a manga that's 20 chapters in, it's definitely one of the strongest in terms of the impact that it's had. Um, there are definitely uh, two other series that we still have to talk about that are new from last year um, that also had a major impact within their first 20 chapters. Uh, but I think that Kaiju number 8 has done fantastic so far. I, too, really love the aspect of the Kaiju cleanup. Um, that this series had because yeah it, it makes it feel more real because that's a constant thing that we see in movies and whatnot and it's just like all right but what happens after it dies it doesn't they don't just leave it there right no like 
they actually break it down and it actually becomes a very important aspect of the plot in kaiju number eight um there are definitely things yeah. i want them to elaborate more on like for instance like are kaijus like well it says in the series that kaijus are especially a big thing in japan but i want to know when this stuff started like has this always been a thing like was it like within like however many years like we see like a flashback with like the main character um and his childhood friend who becomes a, a huge general in like the defense force but like was that the first instance of kaijus or was there more um i want to know more about the defense force it is still yeah. really early but the impact that it's had so far has been super strong um and just oh. like spy family it's gonna have crazy good sales one more thing like like kaiju actually pretty mysterious like it kind of like it, like now that i think about it it is a lot like titans because you know like most of the time of the kaiju we've seen you know they've just been like you know mindless abominations but then we have like the one like you know in the more recent chapters actually has some intelligence to go as far as you know constantly changing his identity that's pretty cool and another thing the comedy it's actually has some pretty funny moments in there oh yeah it's it's like one punch man levels of strength that um our main character has but he's a way more emotional than Saitama is, and that's absolutely fantastic to see. Um, not yeah, um, fantastic that we see him pissing from his nipples, but you know, I, that's, that's wait, what? the choice that the author made, um, and we have to live with that. I just want to say, like, like obviously, I haven't read Kaiju number eight, but I do really like that concept. It's kind of like. Uh, what Civil War was to the Marvel movies, and it's like, like the superheroes can do all of this crazy stuff. Like they can save the world like multiple times over, like drop buildings, da 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 da. But then like, who's gonna like? At some point, someone's got to take accountability. Like that's it's kind of like the seedy underbelly of like manga as a whole. Like you see Goku punching people through worlds, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But then like. There are people on those worlds, you know. Yeah, and like Kai, and like Kaiju Number Eight is the is the concept of like the 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 small minority of people that are like, hey, we don't actually like getting killed as collateral damage for your nonsense. Yeah, no. I so I think that's it's a really cool concept. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that. I remember. This is a really off tangent, and I don't blame anyone for not knowing about this, but, like, years ago, NBC had a comedy show about uh, the cleanup and whatnot uh, in, like, DC Universe, um, and they had a, a comedy around that, and it was awful, um, and I hope it never happens again, but I, I think Kaiju Number 8 does a fantastic Wait, who made it? It was on NBC. Oh, no wonder. Yeah, they their track records all <laughs> over the place. I don't know if you heard, but uh, apparently they're like, they Disney they're making like a fucking like a you know family sitcom of Wanda and Vision. Oh boy, I've watched that. It's fire. I I don't know if it'll be good or bad. Oh, it sounds like it'll be bad, but my question is why. Well, it's it's one of them where it's like like I made a 
tweet. I made a tweet about it the other day. It's like you can't explain how pointless the show seems at this current point in time without spoiling it for like non comic book readers. Very true. So we won't spoil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Hey, who asked for this? I oh, asked let's for continue. It. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess before I ask for opinions, has anyone in this chat other than me watched Mag or read Maguchan God of Destruction? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Nope. Okay, so it's all on me. Alright, so. Uh, it's building. Oh my I God. saw it in that one chapter. <laughs> uh, it, if I it's Build God, King God. tier. It's Build King tier. As you all know, Build King is the pinnacle of all human supremacy. I mean, the the funny thing is, there's part of I, I'm I'm putting it in D tier. I'm putting it in D tier because like I enjoy Maguchan, but they're not doing anything really with the world building aspect. They're just kind of introducing characters, and it's really funny and wholesome. Like, out of any series in Jump right now, it is weirdly enough the most wholesome series, uh, which is saying something for a, an anime. More than more than Spy Family. I. Mm, the, the most wholesome series in the physical magazine. I, I love Spy Family, and I, I I think it is wholesome as hell, but the only issue with Spy Family is that it releases bi-weekly, uh, if even. Uh, so that, that is my only complaint about Spy Family. But uh, there's part of me that wants to put Maguchan above Boruto for the sake of the memes, uh, but I'm, I'm going to put it above Build King. Uh, instead. Oh, you jerk. You are disgusting. I know. I'm, I'm losing <laughs> that fact right now. I'm, I'm rolling in it. So, Literally, you just lost about 100 subscribers. Oh I hope you're God. happy. I, I know. I'm, I'm going to back down immediately. I'm literally going to make so many YouTube accounts and just report your channel. Like, like I can't believe this. This. Why, why isn't Bill King at the top? JJK, HQ, hiatus, X hiatus, Bill King literally, Bill King can literally, like, like the clear. author of Bill King, no, the main character of Bill King can literally build those entire series all over again and make them better. Like, 100%. how? That. Absolutely. <laughs> like, how? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I can't wrap my brain around how it's in D tier. And it's not even at the top of D tier. All, all the memeing aside, let's move on into a series that does deserve to rank higher. Let's talk about Mashal. So, would anyone like to kick off the discussion on Mashal and how it legitimately is better than Build King? It looks like a Japanese version of Harry Potter. Because it is. It's not that far off. <laughs> like I, I seen the cover for it. Like you got that Dumbledore looking guy in the back, and then and then he even the main guy has got like a, a scar on his face. Like it's, this is it's... not a scar. Oh, it's not. It, it's, it's Harry like... Potter for Japanese people. No, nah, I'm joking. I don't know. One Punch Man fucked Harry Potter, and then a Japanese guy watched. <laughs> That's so weird, but at the same time accurate, so I'm gonna let it slide. 
So, Mashal, overall, Mashal, fire. If you haven't read it, read it. It's funny. It's entertaining. That's the pitch for Mashal. Anyways, onto its actual, like, world building. I think it does a pretty decent job. It's not spectacular by any means, but, I mean, we do, in the very first chapter, get the basic information. This is a magic-based society. If you don't have magic, you're to be put to death. Cool. Um, and Mash, uh, you know, Mash Burned, main character, doesn't have magic. In order to gain the ability to live freely, he has to go to this magic school and work his way to the top. So, pretty simple premise. And I think the way the world building is executed around it is is fine. It's okay. It's nothing too insane, like I said earlier. I don't think the main focus is the world building. It's kind of a gag-based series that kind of focuses a lot on characters um, other than, like, much else. It's more of a character-driven story. But I definitely say it's probably, like, high C-tier. Like, I'd probably put it at the top of C-tier. Just pretty, like, maybe a little bit above average. But it's nothing that I think is, like, deserving of anything above C-tier for me. That's right. I'd say... I'd say low B tier because although we really haven't like expanded on the world, I do like the concept of the world where it's like if you aren't born with magic, you'd have to die so they don't spread the genes. At the same time, I I can see like the magic world actually getting pretty political. Like a couple of chapters ago, like there was like a you know Dumbledore, you know he was trying to make an executive decision, and there was like those seven or ten students that are like against Smash. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you're talking about the, well, the the council. I can't remember the exact name of what they were. The the divine visionaries. Or, or yeah, yeah, like evil students from the one dorm. No, no, fuck the evil students. They're kind of lame. Like, talking about the, the visionaries, like like stuff like that. Like that can really make the world expand. So right now, I'm just gonna give it a low beat. All right, Tron, do you have any opinions on Mashal? I have to abstain, haven't read it. All right, and then Tay, you said that you you don't know it either at this point? No. Okay. Then... I know Harry Potter, ah. which is similar to that. I could, I could, I could talk about that. <laughs> um, for me personally, I probably would put this... Uh... I probably would put this at the bottom of b um because for yes, me personally, like the the world building it's interesting so far obviously the focus has more so been on the gags and the absurdity of how the main character is super strong and because he's super strong he's able to just you know just put his hand up and be like you guys in your magic suck in comparison um and it's been really interesting to see but despite that um it's very much like One Punch Man, although One Punch Man does it better, and I'll get to this, where it develops the side characters and their history and their relationship to the world more than M.A.S.H., which I think is really interesting. Because we see um, how the different characters are affected, where they stand, um, what their interests and whatnot are, and we're, we're getting to that point right now. Like, we're just about to get to that part where they're building more on 
like the history of this world, uh, what it means to be a triple liner. Um, we're going to learn more about like the evil organization, hopefully soon, um, that's involved. So I think this is another one that like, it's, this series is a must read. Absolutely. But in terms of the world building so far, I, I would put it at the low end of B. I think Kaiju number eight has been a little bit better in terms of world building so far. All right. All right. So we have moved on to my hero, Academia. Okay. Right, let's go. You start on this one because I know that you watch and read my hero Academia. All right. So, I'm not, I'm not going to go crazy with it, because in terms of what, no, nah, who knows. Alright, so, my hero, the world building, I think, is brilliant in certain aspects. In certain aspects, personally, because, like, the whole industry that they've created surrounding hero culture and then like this i'm not going to talk about like the vigilantes manga i'm guessing you don't want to include that i mean as much as i would love to because it does expand upon my hero i technically am keeping it separate just because just because it could be that same kind of classification as boruto technically but i I do know vigilantes and i appreciate the impact that it legitimately has on the main series. I love Vigilante. So, like, um, in terms of, like, the, actually, I don't even know, like, can you circle back to me, um, my hero, actually? Uh, I want to yes. hear what other people have to say about it first. Alright, would anyone else like to go first, then? Um, yeah, I can go. So, with uh regarding mid hero academia um honestly i can't hate on it too much it's not that bad but to me it's just does everything all right i think with the world building there's a lot to be desired still but at the same time that's a good thing there's a lot more mysteries that we haven't gotten the answer to yet i think that just the fact that uh my villain academia exists like that whole arc has to bump it up for me i would put it in i think a tier for world building that's fair uh me personally i would also put it in a tier um the strength the yeah cracking up here geez the strength my hero academia has um is that its version of world building is more so rooted in the history that is represented because a big aspect of the series is looking at how quirks have evolved throughout society and where we are now and which people in history had a major impact on how the current society of the world is shaped in terms of hero society versus villain society i think it's absolutely fantastic in that regard and i'm still excited to see how it's uh developed more um because in certain aspects it's still kind of just one of those like briefly touched upon things like we had a character and i'm not going to spoil who it was or whatnot but like five-ish chapters ago where we find out oh 
this person is related to uh, this historical figure. And it's just brought up and it's just like, oh, that's really neat. But like, can we have more? Like, th there are a lot of things that are like briefly touched upon that I would like to see more. And we'll probably see more in the future. Because like, in some aspects, this, this manga is definitely a slow burn. Although right now, like, it's burning like three wicks at the same time on the same candle. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where things go after the current arc in the manga. Um, but I would definitely put it in A tier for sure. Uh, Ronan, what are your thoughts on the world building of My Hero Academia? So I think, you know, I don't think My Hero Academia is mid. I, I like it a lot. I like it, the series a lot for what it does. Um, but if I'm being honest, I think one of the things it's a little bit not short on per se, but like it's not one of its strong suits is its world building. It does it pretty well, I think. Um, like you said, it really focuses a little bit more on the history of whether it be quirks or villains and things of that nature, rather than actually expanding outwards, which I do think is something that it can do. It has the potential to go to different countries and different regions of the world. So it does have that kind of potential aspect. But there are just a lot of things I think it does pretty well, like dealing with the history of a lot of like pretty infamous villains or infamous or I guess famous heroes and things of that sort, which are, to be fair, expanded on in My Hero Vigilantes. I would say it's probably high B, um, just for me personally. Fair enough. Uh, how about you, King? Well, as much as I would love to hate on My Hero, I have to admit, like, where the series excels and Road building, it's not like, it's not the main focus per se, but it does world building pretty well. Like, the whole kind of thing with like Deku and like, like the stuff with all for not wait one for all and like the kind of secret. I'm not. I want to go into spoilers. But, like the stuff with one for all and the quirks with it, and the origins of all for one. Like Ronan said, I could see them potentially going to like other countries and like exploring maybe that would maybe that's gonna happen for the time skip maybe it won't but i yeah like running i probably have to put it in like a high maybe all right then we round back to tay okay um i think with regards to the world building like after like cooling off my hype train <laughs> i do think that some of the world building is low-key uh what's the word like to be desired i think um i love the series of my hero i don't know exactly what i think it does best i think the best thing i like about its world building is that it it, it does a lot of um implicit world building there's so many different concepts where they'll just touch upon and they'll mention it for like half a second they won't really mention it again and it, it and it's not even in the sense of it's like they tell you it with the promise that you're going to get a full-on payoff later and i think that is actually personally like if i use an example like things like work marriages or like um like all the infamous like villains the the secret history that's well it's not really a secret but like the the implied like dark history of like the different ge generations of quirks and stuff like this like 
Um, I think it actually does it to its credit that it doesn't fully explain everything because it it feels like like we live on planet Earth. We don't know everything about planet Earth and its history, but we know that there is a lot of history there, and it kind of feels the same way for my hero. Um, similar to like what you guys were saying about Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, I don't think I think it's got a bit more limitations in the sense that I don't think it could reach the heights in terms of world building as Jujutsu Kaisen at all. But um, I'm not I'm not gonna like be biased and put it in an S tier because we've got Haikyuu at the bottom s tier and i think for what haikyuu tries to do with the world it's set in i don't think that my hero tops that i would personally personally put it on the higher end of a tier maybe to the top of a tier personally but yeah stick to your guns stick to your guns so that's fine that is good so i think with that being said then given the amount of high Bs that we have, the amount of A's that we have, should probably put it towards the middle to lower end of A. So, Fair enough. Uh, to put it above... No, let, let's, let's make a... Let's make a Richiro Inagaki sandwich. <laughs> like we did with Black Clover. Unless people think that we should put it above Dr. Stone. Because I'm, I'm fine if we want to. No, 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 no. I, I, I think so, but I'm not too pressed if you don't. I think it's fine, personally, but. You know what, for Tay, for you, I'll do it. I'll put it, ab- I'll put it above Dr. Stone for you, Tay. Boom. Well, thank you. Why, thank you. See, I told you that hard-boiled cop and dolphin uh, praise that I gave it earlier, it would pay off. So you got to be tactical about these things, boys. And that that's your one. You don't get any more after that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do I get one? Let's, let's move on, then. Uh, next one we got on our list is Naruto. Not to be confused with the D-tier Boruto. We're talking about Naruto. So would anyone like to see on Naruto? I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. So I don't know. You know, obviously I haven't heard other opinions. I have no idea how people are going to respond to this. But I'm going to just be, not beat around the bush and say it's S tier for me. Where it is, I'll probably figure it out as we kind of hear more discussion about it. But for me, Naruto's like universe is just so expansive that it's really hard for me to not in s tier like i get the criticisms right i want to address those real quick criticisms of like you know we should have seen more of the side cast you know uh all these different characters right you got 10 10 you got all like lee neji all these different characters that were really well done at a certain part in naruto but didn't necessarily get that love throughout the entire series and i think that having so many people love the series so much that they're actually pressed about the side characters not getting much attention is a really good sign the massive amount of lore that clans like the Gia clan had um the 
excuse me, the Senju clan, all these different clans and things like that. We had mysteries unfold about Minato, Kushina, the Nine Tails, all these different things coming uh, to fruition towards the end of Naruto, I think are just done really well. Um, just a really good example of, I think, your typical kind of world building. You discover a little bit of history, some lore, and as well as exploring new places in the Naruto universe. I think it all comes together to being a pretty decent S tier uh, for me. That's what I like to hear, King. What about you? Alright, for me, I agree with the stuff Ronin said, but I also disagree with a couple things. Now, for me personally, I'd say the world building in Naruto is a solid A. But I feel like the stuff that it does, there are some things it could have done a bit better. Like, um, the stuff with the clans and the lore. I really like the lore, and I really like what they did with the clan. But I do feel like they could have expanded on a couple stuff more, like you know, we have the main clans, you know, the Uchiha, the Senju, the Uzumaki to some extent, the Hyuga. And then, you know, I would have liked to see, uh, I don't know how Kishimoto would have handled it. He could have made it really interesting or he could have made it fucking boring. But I would have liked to see the other clans. And when it comes to world building, we kind of got to see the other villages, but not really. I would have liked to, like, you know, explore the other villages a little bit more. I know they did, like, an arc about it in Boruto, but it was kind of shit, like, most of Boruto. But I, I, I say the World Building Naruto is a solid A. I'd be willing to put it in S, but for right now, I'd say it's a solid A. All right, Tay, how about you? Uh, With Naruto, uh, straight up, I think, in terms of world building, it's the greatest that I've ever watched or read in across multiple like in terms of anime manga even going into like tv and stuff like this like the, it, i think it's on that echelon with like certain like expansive expansive universes like star wars game of thrones stuff like that but obviously we're only talking about wow. manga and anime right now yeah, and sorry to interrupt you really quick but uh in the back of my head i was i thought it was going to be absolutely hilarious just given that your profile pick right now is rock lee if you had said, sorry guys, I haven't read Naruto, uh, and I <laughs> that really wanted me, that really wanted you to say, I'm sorry guys, I haven't read Naruto, but no, I, I had to say that, <laughs> please go on. But no, <laughs> like talking about like, even like the politics uh, within like the village, like the way that certain ninja like kind of uh kind of pull strings to affect like i think danzo i feel like he gets a lot of like shit for like as a character but i think he was like one of the best characters just because of how involved he was in so much of like the way the village has progressed from i can't even remember what time he's from until now but uh, like him the third hokage they were around the same age Ah, uh, yeah. So, like, with, in terms of, like, the way he's influenced, like, the Itachi, um, like, Massacre or what, whatever you want to say, uh, with the Akatsuki learning about the history of the world, I think it's a testament to how expansive the world is that they have to, that they've done plenty of, like, side books and series and spin-offs and everything, similar to, like, what you guys were saying with Bleach. So I would say 
S tier. As far as I can, as far as like, I'm not gonna put it above something like Bleach. But I haven't read Bleach, but I would put it above Haikyuu since that's the only one I've seen in the S. Oh, I would also put it above Jujutsu Kaisen as well. Actually, now I think about it, personally. Fair enough. All right, how about you, Tron? Um. I would put Naruto in between Hunter Hunter and Bleach for me. Yeah, I, I, in all honesty, that's like actually what I was thinking too. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd say it's better than Bleach, but worse than Hunter Hunter. You don't like that's fine because I think Naruto speaks for itself. But uh, I mean, I could get in. So one thing that I guess the only complaint that I have about Naruto's world building is first off um not exploring the other villages a ton i get that's not really the point but that's one thing i would have liked to seen more also the ending of naruto with uh like learning who naruto and sasuke were kind of ruined some aspects of the series for me it wasn't as big of a deal to me as i think it was to some other people but i still didn't like that no, I think that's I think that's a entirely fair criticism. The, the fact that like it was, the the fact that they made it more of like a oh this is destiny um happening at the end here where they're reincarnations of brothers from you know like centuries or whatever. Like I I agree that that kind of like I can see how that like hit people the wrong way, um just because like it's. It, it it becomes less of you are my friend and it's more so like brother to brother kind of thing and like yeah, no. yeah. um oh, go ahead go on. I was gonna say I would love to defend it and say like oh I just disregard that part as it's sort of building into the Kaguya so but like obviously that's still part of the series so it is a it is a bit of a stain on an otherwise very on an otherwise very clean sheet if you get what i mean oh entirely i mean i i think we can for everything that is in s tier other than like jujutsu kaisen and haiku i think like we can say that like jojo hunter hunter and bleach also had you know at least one stain in their record like for like the history that they had like, in in some cases multiple stains throughout mm -hmm. it but overall like the series as a whole was really great. I mean, let's be honest, like, the, all of these series at the top have had a, a tremendous impact on both Japan and the rest of the world, so, yeah. Despite their flaws, I think that they're still fantastic, and I think, yeah, I, I, I would agree to put this between Hunter Hunter and Bleach. No objections to that. Alright, now, moving to the complete opposite end of this tier list, we have Our Blood Oath. Oh my god. Uh, so, hang on a sec here. Oh, you actually... Uh... Wow. Just wow. Hang on.
Oh, please tell me I'm not reading that correctly. Alright, so we're gonna put our blood oath in Build King tier. Because... Oh, fucking course. ...at the bottom. Yo, I would personally have to disagree with that, and I, anything, I would that's put a, anything, that's a compliment. above S. Yeah, literally, literally, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I, I thought you were gonna put our blood oath in its own tier below D, but nah, so, like, Build King has to be above S. Really and truly, like... Let's just be let's just be honest and talk about facts here. Bill King I'm, is clear of everything. I'm gonna bring up Bill King later for a certain series, but uh, I, as much as I wanted to defend our blood off, I I have to admit the world building was trash below D tier. I mean, I don't know if Bill King tier that that'd be kind of praising it. I don't know if that's the correct term, but yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I could name it Boruto tier, but I wanted to keep the meme alive on here. So, I mean, does in in all honesty, does anyone have like any legitimate reason to put it any higher than that? Because this is a series that literally, especially in the last like five chapters, especially was just throwing things at a wall to see what could stick, and nothing was landing. And just like bounce back in the author's face. Yeah, I mean it's just all over the place. Really, that's I, it's like it's like a mixture. This is one of the worst mixtures you can have, honestly. Boring and confusing. Like mixing those two does not get a good result, and I feel like that's what um our blood oath was a lot. Like I tried it, I wanted to get into it, but it, it was just like a really really subpar series in basically every aspect. For me, Our Blood Oath was like Bone Collection and one oh, no, Bone Collection, those are two series that I thought were were pretty like they had potential but, you know, it just didn't either didn't meet up to other people's expectations or just didn't get the numbers. But one series that got cancelled pretty early on, like around that amount of chapters that didn't deserve it was Black Torch. Have you guys read Black Torch? I've heard of it, but I've never read it. I know it. I think it's on the Shonen Jump app, though. I could be. Yeah, right. Black yeah. Torch. Black Torch. It was like, it came out like like 2019, like around June. Yeah, only got like to 19 chapters because the sales weren't that good, but honestly, the story and like the artwork for this, and honestly, it could have been like the next Bleach. And I stand by that. I will take your word for it. I, it is on the, the Shonen Jump app, so I will give it a read at some point. I mean, based on the cover art alone, it looks interesting. Um, I don't know when it came out, and in all honesty, that yeah, like, would be the reason why it got cancelled. Like, if it came out at the wrong time, when there was just no room for new stuff in Shonen Jump, then I can... In June 2019, I believe. I, I don't... Did it really come out in 2019? Yes. I, oh, that's so weird. I don't know why I didn't know that, but because I've been reading Jump for years now, but oh well. I believe I, I, I'm not sure if it was in the physical, if it was in the not. Nah, and nah, I believe it was physical. I know they did have it digital, but I think it was like the sales were so bad they switched it to digital and it did even worse. Hmm, that could be fair. Really. Which I really don't understand, because, yeah, that series, 
it could have been big, but, uh, you know, jump. They're fucking huge acts. Yeah. Well, speaking of a, a huge series that has not gotten an axe and will not get an axe, is an <laughs> interesting segue. We're talking about One Piece next. Uh, can I say something? This is One Piece. Oh, Tron, did you say something? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say... Uh... I wanted to just say this first and then go last. I just want to say I have one piece top of S and it's clear. And then uh, I'll just like do a response after everyone else goes. Well, it's interesting that you mention top of S because similar to how I put our blood oath in its own build king tier, I, I would not be opposed to putting one piece in... A top tier of its own and the reason why i say that same here when you look at in comparison so we've got currently we've got jojo's bizarre adventure at the top of s and so far it, it is deserving of being at the top of s but when you look at one piece in comparison to jojo's bizarre adventure and how it's been able to do essentially the same like same thing but in a continuous 1000 chapters Compared to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is segmented into parts, which are each adding on to it, but like still in their own world, the fact that One Piece has been able to continuously build and build and build and build some more, introducing new worlds, new characters, uh, history, like while still having major mysteries in this universe, despite being 1,000 chapters in, and you see the relationships between the pirates and the navy and the world government and the uh, the revolutionary army, and it's it's absurd. And the fact that you can have a character that shows up in, like, the first four chapters or so of the series show up again in, like, a hundred-some chapters, and then all of a sudden show up again like 600 chapters later like and for multiple characters again and again and again and again that's insane the fact that like it's been coherent on top of that is crazy so like for me personally i would not be opposed to making a tier of its own a, a, a higher than s tier but i i'd want to hear from everybody else uh absolutely but uh I have, a, I have a couple things to say. My first, when it comes to world building, characters, foreshadowing, you name it, everything that One Piece does, Build King has done it better, and in only like nine chapters. But that's just my opinion. All right, Mima side, Mima side. Right. Yeah, One Piece really is. It's just a league of its own. One thousand and one chapters, and like I could probably only name like maybe like. A couple points, maybe like five in the series where it actually wasn't interesting for me personally. But, I mean, come on, it's One Piece. It's the king of world building. Everybody knows this. Triple S. Come on now. All right, Ronan or Tay, what about you guys? I mean, at the end of the day, it's One Piece, right? Like, I, like, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of the series, right? I find it very hard to get into, seeing as how I've tried to do it multiple times. But in the, what, 
12 to 30 volumes I've read of One Piece. I got to say, I see why people, and obviously I've read over things out of context as well, but I see why people put it on the pedestal. It is because, like, what, like, world building might be One Piece's greatest attribute. I don't know if that's a hot take, but it definitely is very evident that One Piece is very good at building its world. And considering the fact that it does it in such a conventional way, but just its scope is much bigger, I think it's very obvious to see that One Piece has really good world building. Pretty much. Tay, how about you? Yeah, um, I, I just think, like, like, there's a reason why there's a million One Piece specific channels on YouTube just to, like, talk about how expansive the world is. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the what the One Piece is is probably the greatest mystery in like anime and manga history, probably. Um, Arguably, on top of that, yeah. yeah. On top of that, it's you get this feeling where it's like, no matter like if if a character gets introduced, you have to try and remember them because. That no character is wasted. Of course, like if you get like some lackeys or whatever for like one crew or whatever, you can you can tell that they're, they're obviously like meant to be throwaways. But like if if your odd character just shows up in a flashback or shows up on the side, you can bet your house that they will come back to impact the story in one way or another with regards to like someone like Bellamy, uh, Vivi, Shirahoshi, Koala. I could go on and on and on. Like there's just there's just levels to the world building actually, and like you said you're putting it in its own thing yeah what actually you think about that lackeys you know you never know with Oda you know and like I remember look back it was like in chapter 40 something and it was like when Usopp was just naming a list of lies he did like a couple of those lies have come true most of them in fact like the dragon with punk hazard the fish, um, an old doctor. No, it's like a sick doctor who sells apples. Sound familiar? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, this is like a chapter 40. And to go off of both and just... points, like, speaking of even lackeys, Django was a lackey of Kuro um, in the, the arc where they were introducing Usopp and whatnot. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, Django's just going to be a one-off character. No, he ends up joining the frickin' Navy later. Like, again, it just speaks to the fact that, like, any character can all of a sudden become important later on. Like, and even with, like, the, the like, first page mini-stories that happen, there have been mini-stories that have impacted the plot well later on. Like, anything and everything One Piece related can circle back later. That's crazy. 100%. And there's like a reason why One Piece fans, like if you look at um, like the question corner at the end of every chapter, there's a reason why they've been sort of conditioned to search for every little ink blob, uh, ink blob in like the back of every single panel as a clue for something that's going to happen like 300 chapters down the road, you know? It's because like he just leaves no stone unturned as a writer. Yeah. All right, Tron, we said that we would circle back to you. So what do you got for us? 
Yeah, so a couple things. So the first thing that is very interesting to me is how everyone was at Roger's execution. Not literally everyone, but a good amount of people that are important now witnessed Roger's death. And the other thing that's really interesting to me is how we're a thousand one chapters in. You could argue maybe it's Blackbeard. We don't know who the final villain of One Piece is. We don't know who the main antagonists are. And at this point, we don't even really know everything going on with the Marines. It always used to be like, I guess you could say pirates are bad. It happens that Luffy's crew is an exception. And then it turns out that most of the Marines yeah. don't actually align with a lot of the other Marines' values. Then you throw in the Gorosei, Eam. It's just crazy how new stuff is being added without, I guess, making the old stuff seem irrelevant or without, like, tarnishing its reputation. Yeah, even, like, uh, we've got... An exception that's even touched upon in, in like the the one shot of One Piece is that when uh, Luffy walks into a bar or whatever and he explains that he's a certain I can't remember what what it was called but he explains that he wants to be a certain type of pirate and that there's two types of pirates there's like pirates that are on the le- on the same wavelength as like someone like a crocodile or a do flamingo but then there's also the the type of pirates that he wants to be which is just you know to go on adventures and like experience the world around them like literally nothing gets left untouched in the series yeah and like one other thing i don't want to just turn this to a one piece discussion but one character that i find very intriguing in all of this is shanks i don't buy the theory that shanks is like secretly evil or anything but i think it's very interesting how shanks was given the straw hat from roger but seemingly he was looking for someone to pass it on to instead of taking on the responsibility for himself. And it's just always wondering, like, why did he do that? And that's just one of the many mysteries of the show. Um, maybe it's just because... Uh, you could probably make 1,001 mysteries that the, the One Piece story has created. You definitely can, but uh, I'm not putting that much time and effort into that. <laughs> yeah i and I, another thing to its credit and i I think this will be the last thing i'll say on it because again like tron said we don't want this to turn into just a one piece discussion at this point the fact that more than any other series you have millions of channels that are like dedicated to creating theory videos because there's so much to dissect about this series more than any other like and one could argue that at one point like naruto or hunter hunter like also had a crazy amount of theories um but one piece above all else is the one series that people are constantly constantly trying to dissect to you know get as much information as they can theorize as much as they can take this one tiny tidbit that like we got from like hundreds of chapters ago and be like this hasn't been explained yet we got to find out what this means and like it's crazy and the fact that there are again so many mysteries that we still don't know 1000 chapters in like let alone the one piece obviously that's not going to be something that we find out until much later on but the fact that we still haven't seen for example vegapunk who has been one of the most talked about mm. characters in the entire series and we don't even have a face claim for them 
is insane. But that's just how, like, crazy good this series is to, like, introduce this character, weave them into the story without even giving them a face, yet leaving us with so much intrigue about them. Even in Wano now, the fact that Queen mentions Vegapunk and there, the fact that there's that connection there is crazy. It's so good. So, yeah. <laughs> I know I went on a little bit of a rant there, but uh, yeah, I think with that being said, and I, I did this on my own already, I created a tier above S, and I put One Piece in it, because One Piece deser deserves to be on the top, because more than anything else, like it is the king of world building for sure. Regardless of how you feel about One Piece, regardless of whether you think it's good, mid, trash, whatever, I don't think it can be contested that it's got the best world building when it comes to jump series. But, that being said, we move on from One Piece to One Punch with One Punch Man. Um, would anyone like to start the discussion on the world building of One Punch Man? Um, I can go ahead. Sure. If you want... So, for One Punch Man, right, um, I think it does a pretty outstanding job at building its world. Um, if you, especially if you incorporate the webcomic into it, I don't know the perspective on that, but I'll just, I'll just kind of deal with them as separate entities before kind of coming to the final conclusion. If you just go off of the anime and manga, right, like drawn uh, and illustrated by Yusuke Murata, then a little bit, just because there's not as much material to go off of. Overall, the world building with mysteries like who is Blast, like the number, uh, like the the strongest uh, S class hero that we have in the One Punch Man universe is something that's kind of theorized and talked about a lot. We have a lot of different things, like a lot of like mysteries about um, characters like Garo, who showed up in season two, but is now kind of a reoccurring character that we're getting a lot of information on. Genos's whole thing about his um, like a town he was living in being completely massacred by a robot. I think a lot of these things, like a lot of these mysteries, um, kind of go under the radar just because One Punch Man isn't really in the spotlight right now and just because of how inconsistent the manga's actually releases. Um, but overall, I think it's done pretty well. I would say probably middle middle of the road B tier um, for, for just my ranking personally. But I, I think it does its world building relatively well. Fair enough. King, do you have any opinions on One Punch Man's world building? I mean, Ronan said it best. They're just a bunch of mysteries. Like, like I'm not saying like it has the most intriguing mysteries of all time, but like when it comes to stuff like, again, Blast, like what really happened? Like who is responsible for like the massacre of Genesis Villages? And the, another thing is like the origin of all monsters, like I don't know if this ever is going to happen. Maybe one day we'll go into space, explore other species. Like, Saitama will be like, all right, no one on Earth can challenge me. All right, time to go into space. Because realistically speaking, like, maybe, like, besides, like, Lord Orochi, Boros was probably like, the person that gave Saitama the most challenge. And there wasn't even that much of a challenge to begin with. And so maybe he'll just go into space one day. Like, maybe for, like, an arc or two, maybe even a saga that we could just, like, explore space. But I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it a B. 
Fair enough. All right, Tay, how about you? Um, yeah, I think uh, it's pretty similar to what's all, already been said on the series. I think the the best thing about One Punch Man or about its world building is the fact that like it's got such a gaggy overtone that like all the really interesting world building that it does kind of goes like under the radar and like maybe it doesn't necessarily pay off in like the most like extravagant ways in terms of like massive reveals like if something like big reveals in one piece but it's i don't know it just it 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 gives the reader a, a kind of like lived in world without having to put so much emphasis on it if you go i mean i i would say it's it's nothing like the you know the most mysterious world ever of course uh, uh i would put it in b probably um i personally wouldn't put it as high like i'd put it on the lower end of b i think like below dr stone at least but that's me we got dr stone in a tier <laughs> Oh, sorry, I was reading it wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was reading it wrong. Oh, uh, yeah, no, no. So, so, uh, so yeah, well, I'd put it in B somewhere. I don't know. Fair. Maybe below Chainsaw Man. That's that's fair. How about you, Tron? Um, I think it's very interesting what One Punch Man is doing. Like, the whole origin of monsters still being a mystery, and seemingly a potential relationship between monsters, how they got their powers, and how humans got their powers. I think that I would probably put it bottom of A tier. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, for me personally, um, I think I, I would put it in B tier myself um i mentioned obviously before i mentioned mashal and i mentioned that that mashal uh does what one punch man does where there's not necessarily a whole lot of world building around the protagonist but a lot of the world building and characterizations happen to the side characters and what goes on around them um i really love the mysteries that we have like everybody mentioned the stuff with blast um the the things with um like Amai Mask I think is really interesting the fact that he's not human um and the fact that the, the fact that Yusuke Murata has had to go back and redo chapters because uh one keeps writing things in the webcomic that like change how the world is and Murata's like oh I gotta go back and I gotta change this is well Part of the reason why we're not farther into the, the story of One Punch Man as we could be, because I think he's done, like, five to seven edits, I think, at this point, in terms of, like, redoing things. Um, but I think that's really interesting. The fact that King is an S-rank character, because the people of the world think that he's responsible for everything that Saitama did, is fantastic. Like, that is an excellent aspect of world building right there that just on top of adding to the humor just makes it that much more interesting which i'll be honest for the longest time i actually thought that blast wasn't necessarily real either i thought that like blast was like 
attributed like the top of s rank because saitama did like one really crazy thing that everybody was just like oh king couldn't have done this even though he's super strong so it had to be this one character that was even stronger but i'm glad that i'm wrong i'm glad that there's like an actual like character at this point but um i i think that one punch man is fantastic um it is it's really been like the and Mashal in terms of what it does um so I think like many I would put it in B tier I think I would put it below Chainsaw Man because I think Chainsaw Man's world building is a little bit more interesting um so I think yeah I'll put it there I know Tron you were the one person that put it in A I know a lot of other people were putting it in B so I like to think that that's fair yeah, that's fine. All right, sounds good. Then we we're finally at one row, <laughs> one row left of series, guys. We're almost there. Oh, this has been long, but it's been fun. Um, Phantom Seer. Uh, is there anyone among us that has not read Phantom Seer? I mean, we're all good. Okay, I think we're all. Good. Yeah, I think so. Alright, then, uh, Tay, I'll let you start. Um, the best way I can characterize Phantom Seer's world building is that, like, it's a wildfire that just needs something to contain it. Like, I feel like there, there have been a lot of, like, different, like, different concepts that he's already tried to plant into the series in, like, like what is it like 19 chapters but they all kind of feel a bit um like separated if you get what i mean um until we find that that thing that sort of ties all these loose threads currently together i can't put it above a c tier personally but but yeah would you put it high, middle, or low C? Um, I'd probably just put it somewhere in the middle for now, I think. All right. How about you, Tron? Um, I have to abstain from Phantom Seer. I haven't read it. That's fair. All right, Ronan, how about you? Yeah, so when it comes to Phantoms here, I, I think it's a here's what I'll say. It's a high potential series, right? Yeah, it's yeah. very young, That's very early. Yeah. Um but it's hard to execute kind of like with Kaiju number eight. I think Kaiju number eight was just a little bit snappier in its pacing. But Phantom Seer is in a stage right now where it's so hard to tell how it's gonna be that I have to put it like maybe around C. Just because I don't think it's done enough to really put it above, it definitely has a lot of potential to like skyrocket up to be maybe even A tier if things that have been kind of shown are executed on pretty well. But I think so far, I, see the thing is I'm conflicted because what it's done is it's it's really well done. Right? It's just there's such a lack of material in general that I don't know if I can place it very high. So I'll say I'll say mm, I'll say below right below Bakuman is where I'd place it. So you'd put it below Bakuman, but above Demon Slayer. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> All right. King, how about you? 
Um, the fantasy nerf, the phantom seer, like everyone said, it's still very premature. It's only like, I think it's what, 17, 19 chapters in? Yeah, 19. So it's 19 chapters in. We, now I'm not going to lie, I'm a couple chapters behind, like one or two. But when it comes to world building, um, not anything so far it hasn't been anything crazy um it's really hard to measure a new series like this but um, i'd say d tier all right i personally I, I agree with a lot of the sentiments that have been said so far. It's a very early series. Um, it's one that, like, as loath as I am to say this, it is still in danger of being on that chopping block. Um, mm. Once we get the next round of uh, jump serializ- serializations after this one, it's fine. It's, it's cleared this one. We're not going to have any more axes for, like, two or three more months. But... Um, the world building hasn't necessarily been there. Like, we've got elements that can eventually be incorporated into world building, but it hasn't really gotten to that point yet. Like, we know that there's a, uh exorcist organization. We don't really know a whole lot about them. We know that there's a building. We know that there's, like, uh, like all these phantoms that have been sealed, like, way below the exorcist building uh we know that the main character's sister is a very big figurehead of this organization but even then we don't know that if she's like at the top or where she ranks uh and we know that the at least so far the most prominent villain that we have to deal with is senju doji although we don't know that senju doji is even you know the top ranking uh phantom that we'll have to deal with um I think with that in mind, I personally would put it at the bottom of C tier. Um, I, I I could not personally put it above Demon Slayer or Assassination Classroom. I could potentially put it above Dragon Ball Super, but I don't think I can put it above Demon Slayer and Assassination Classroom. I think that those, because they're fleshed out, I, I can't put it there. I, I can't do it. I, I put... I put Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin up there as slightly as a meme, and also because of my bias. I, I can't put Phantom Seer there, personally. Fair enough. So, I mean, that being said. I'll put it above Dragon Ball Super. We can, we can, we can still crap on Dragon Ball Super, but I can't, I can't put it above <laughs> those two. I, I can't do it. Alright, um, that being said, moving on then, has anyone in this chat other than me read the manga Siren? I've never even heard of that. Yeah, I haven't heard of it either. King or Tay, have you you heard of it? (laughs) No, No, I've never heard of it. Oh no, I've heard of it and I read about like half of it a while ago. Gotcha. Well, I can I can carry this one then, um, as someone that has 
fully read this series uh, actually two or three times. Um, Siren is a weird case of a seemingly successful manga that for whatever reason was never given an anime. Siren is a series that had like over 150 chapters, but never got an anime. And it's it's absurd to think of that. Not that it's, you know, like, not that there aren't other series that have gotten to that point, but like, Cy- Siren was really interesting. Like, you have this world where um, there's this rumor where uh, if you see this weird bird-masked being uh, and go to a payphone, um, you'll get transfor- uh, transported to this mysterious world um, that, like, people don't come back from. Uh, and the main character ends up following through with this rumor, and he gets transported to this seemingly post-apocalyptic world. And he has this task where he has to get to this other payphone in order to get back to his world. So, like, you're immediately in the semi, like, isekai premise. But there's psychic powers that are involved. There's all these different things. And then, and I'm sorry for spoiling this a bit here, but you learn that this post-apocalyptic world that they keep going to is actually the future. And it's so crazy to see, like, the juxtaposition between the two and seeing how the the actions in one time are affecting the other and whatnot. And I thought it was a really cool series. Like, I, I really love Siren. I still have absolutely no idea how it never got an anime but it's it's so good um so i mean that being said just given the fact that no one else here has read it i'm 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 not going to you know put it in s i'm not gonna put it in a because everything else is has been more touched upon i'm gonna put it at the low end of b unless king has anything to say to uh make it otherwise um, from what I from what I read, I'd give it like a high B. You would give it a high B. Yeah. All right. Then that gives me a little bit more justification to move it that way. Then, because <laughs> I re- I do really enjoy Siren, but like I didn't want to be like, oh, this is an amazing series without anyone else having read it. I I feel like that would be a little bit tone deaf on my. Yeah, like from what I heard, it was like really popular too but like like back in the day but like never got an anime really weird yeah maybe maybe that can get fixed in the future you never know uh with uh, some studios need to tap into older stuff but you never know all right uh next one on the list i don't know how many people have read this one either but katekyo hitman reborn is there anyone else in this chat that has read reborn I, I, not, I really want to get into it. It's like, I'm, like right now, like. Oh, oh did he cut out? Um, may cut out. Yeah, you cut out there, King. Who me? Yeah, you, you cut out a little. Else? Oh my fault! I said I really want to get into it, but I haven't read it yet. 
I don't know. I've heard I've heard a lot of mixed things about it. Just Hitman Reborn, right? Um, yep. I heard it's like I've I don't know. I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say they really like it, but I've also heard some people say it's like really boring and slow. So I'm kind of mixed on getting into it as a series. No, that's absolutely fair. Um, it's Kitakyo Hitman Reborn, uh, similar to Mission Yozakura Family, um, which we'll get to very soon here, um, is a series where it started out as a gag series, but then turned it pivoted into an action series. Uh, and it made that pivot uh, 15 to 20 chapters in, I want to say. Um that being said, it still introduced a lot of characters and concepts into the world in that like first 15 to 20 chapters before that. Um, but it's not until that pivot that it really gets interesting, I think. Because um, the main the main focus of Kotekyo Hitman Reborn is on the Vangala family, which is this uh, mafia family that has been going on for now 10 generations, as uh, the main character is the 10th in line to take on the, the head of the Vangala family. Um, it's got an interesting power system where the vast majority of characters, at least until we get into the second to last arc, everyone's powers are based on attributes of the sky. Um, it's like you've got the sun, clouds, mists, um, rain, storm, all that. Everybody's powers and whatnot are in relation to one of those seven aspects which i thought was really unique um and there's a future arc which sounds really weird to say that there's a future arc um because there's one character in the series that as a gag has a bazooka that if he hits anyone with it they're replaced with the person from 10 years in the future so what started out as a gag thing, like everyone ends up getting transported 10 years into the future for a future arc that actually has major implications on the story. Um, like, Kotekuli Hitman Reborn, low-key, is one of my favorite series that ever ran in Jump. Um, this is another series that I've read two to three times um, and absolutely love it. Uh, with that being said, like, I... In terms of Kotekuli Hitman Reborn, I would put this low A, personally. Like, it is, it is a series that is that impactful on my life. And I think that the world building is that strong. Would you um say the manga or the anime for it? Oh, absolutely manga. Um, because this is another this is yet another one of those series that suffered from the we're releasing uh daily or not daily, we're we're releasing weekly chapter episodes, like a lot of anime and manga were from like the two thousands and earlier era. So like the Kotekyo Hitman Reborn anime ends after the future arc. Um, so it, it still covers 200 episodes, but um, the arc that happens after that introduces a lot more history to the series and also introduces the one family that has powers that aren't attributed to the sky, which makes for a very interesting contrast. So. Alright, well, I'll uh, definitely have to check it out, but it's all you right now. Yeah, I'll put, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it a low A, because, yeah, that, that's gonna be, that's gonna be my one, so. Alright, uh, we've got a gag series. 
Has anyone here read Me and Roboco? No. Couple chapters. I don't know if you want me to input just to start it off. If you'd like to. I mean, by all means. Sure. So, I mean, really, I don't, I don't know what the general consensus on the possibly non-existent community and fan base of this series, but it's pretty mediocre overall, and that includes the world building. I, I don't know, I don't know what Axel Blaze's opinion on this on is, but I wouldn't be surprised if throughout the series it's low C, maybe even D tier, just because it's like really eh. Just like almost like not even I wouldn't even use the word mid, right? I, I just say it's more like it's just like a really meh series. Like I'm kind of just indifferent towards it. Like I don't have like a burning hatred for it. But it's just like ugh, I can't I, I don't feel motivated to read the series or get invested in its world in any way. That's fair. Uh Tim or Tron, have either of you read it? Oh uh, I have not. Tay have and the off chance, Tay, have you read <laughs> Roboco? No, uh, I actually have a, a, a reason, and that's mainly just because I didn't really like the art. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but for something that I knew already going into it was a gag series, I I took one look at the at the main character on the front cover, I was like, nah, I'm good, bro. No, that's fair. Um, Me personally, I am... Just like everything else on this list, I'm, well, other than Death Note, obviously, and Hell's Paradise, which we've already said, I'm fully up to date on me and Roboco, and I will say the one positive thing for it is that, uh, the jump, like, the jump building, the jump editorial and whatnot, that's canon in me and Roboco, and the funny thing is, like, they had this one, uh, chapter, uh, where, like, the different authors and, like, artists from, uh, Jump were in the chapter and they were represented by their actual character drawings from the author comments i thought that was a great touch they literally had like oda as like the fish head atop of a human body um which is fantastic um the one other the one other thing that is in mean roboco's favor is that the big draw to it is all of the the gags in relation to other jump series like which Unfortunately, it means that me and Roboco isn't necessarily standing on its own legs since it's making references to other Jump series. Um, but it is funny enough, I would say. Um, so in that regard, I would probably put it not at the top of D tier because Boruto is still better than me and Roboco. But I think in terms of world building, it does it better than Magu and uh, Build King. Hey, now that I think about it, how come you didn't put um Gintama on this? Mostly because I haven't read Gintama. Well, I mean, anyone else Gintama here read Gintama? Another Gintama? series that's really hard to get into, like if you don't like. Oh yeah. Um, and the the humor is definitely one that it's. You have to like that kind of style of humor and whatnot. So, I I kept it off the list just because. I have absolutely no, like, opinion on it whatsoever because I ha I've consumed nothing with it. At least with Death Note, like, I'm familiar with Death Note. Gintama, I'm not. Uh, 
What the Gigatama? I'd say it's solid. It's like an A. That's fair. I, I, I know that the world building in Gintama is really good. Um, again, I just can't speak for it, so that's the main reason why I kept it off. Alright, getting through the home stretch. Sakamoto Days. Anyone else in the chat read Sakamoto Days? I have. Right. Yep, I have as well. King, you I read a few chapters. Sounds good. King, what do you think? I mean... I'm not sure about the whole world building thing, but I, I love the series. I think it's hilarious. Nice artwork, uh, world building wise. Mm. Well, I'd say it's better than me and Roboco and everything else in D tier at least. That's fair. Bes besides Bill King, of course. Yep. <laughs> Tay, what do you oh, 100%. Um, yeah, like. I mean, from what I've read, like, it doesn't really seem like a type of series that's too interesting in the world, in the world building. It's kind of like a, a, a mix between, like, like, a gag and a hype manga. I might be wrong, and they might have, like, suddenly started adding loads of world building into, like, um, like, about the, like, spy organizations and whatnot, but, um, yeah, in terms of world building, I wouldn't rank it too highly at all fair enough ronan how about you uh i mean i like the series it's entertaining enough but it has like almost zero world building like i get it we have like the assassins the hitman cool right but there's no depth to that in any sense of the word yet but i definitely say um it's probably going right below Boruto. Not because like its world building is bad. It's just there is none. Like it's it's not really there's not really an attempt to do that. And when you mix a very young series in combination with a gag manga, two things that don't really mesh well with world building, I think it, it was just kind of bound to be very low on the list. Agreed. Chanda, do you have any opinions? Uh yeah, for me. I would also have to put it in D tier. Um I do enjoy it from what I've read, but basically along the lines of what Ronan was saying, I don't think that world building is one of its strong suits or even really the point of the story. So I would put him in D tier as well. All right. I would also agree with that. Um, the first couple chapters obviously have established who like the main characters are. Um, we know that there is a plot now um, and we're just getting into it. I think that uh, Sakamoto Days definitely has some of the most interesting art and paneling in Jump right now, especially for a new series. Um, like the roller oh, yeah. coaster battle that happened, or that just started in the last chapter. It's freaking phenomenal. Um, but like, yeah, in terms of world building, it's not there yet. Um, I think it will get there as time goes on. But yeah, I, I, I will put it in D tier above everything else. Um, so then, next we move on to Samurai 8, um, which I'm, I, I will kick things off with Samurai 8. Um, I, I think it's, no one can question the fact that this was Kishimoto's failure. Um, he tried, Jump really tried to promote this, but it just did not land. Um, I think Samurai 8 had a lot of 
Kishimoto's uh, writing shortcomings up at the forefront. Um, and just made a world that, like, it seemed interesting in a glance, but was just overly complicated and just escalated things really, really fast for no good reason. The fact that they destroyed, like, a planet, like, ten or so chapters in, the, the, the stakes were just all over the place with this manga. So, for me, I, I would definitely put Samurai 8 in D tier, because I just, I did, it, it was not good. I, I would even argue that it was lower than Boruto, but that's just my take on it. Anyone else yeah. read Samurai 8? Oh, Ronan, do you have an opinion? Yeah, so... Listen. Kishimoto. What, what happened here, right? I feel like, kind of like how you said, like, literally any problem you could find with Naruto, if not, like, just exacerbated, was in this series. The stakes were all over the place. I don't really mind, like, having large, like, powers, like, being able to destroy planets. But you have to find some way in order to keep the stakes relevant. It, and, you know, Samurai just wasn't able to do that. It was overall really boring. And I, I, gotta, I have to go so far as to say, comparing first chapter to first chapter and what they tried to do, like, Samurai 8 for me was just as bad as Build King. It, it's just not as, I think, relevant as it is as Build King is, just because Build King is much more recent. But Samurai 8 in its starting chapters and even till the end when it was kind of like maturely axed was just exposition heavy and trying to get you invested in a world in all the wrong ways right instead of showing us characters that we should care about in this world or history that we should care about i think that it really just it just talked at us it talked at the audience hey look at all these interesting and you know cool ideas i had in my head here, let me put that down in a narration bubble for you to read, right? It's just it's just not fun. It's just not interesting. It's just not engaging or exciting. And for that, I got to say, it's not only D tier, but it's it's literally one space above Build King for me personally. Fair enough. King, how about you? Do you have thoughts on Samurai 8? Well, I only read the first three chapters when it was coming out, and that was enough for me. Um... I don't know, like, the same thing. It's, like, it was just stuff was just, like, overly complex for no reason. I mean, I thought, like, you know, like, you would think, like, all right, this is Kishimoto, the guy that made Naruto. He's not really looking too hot, but I'm sure he has something figured out. He probably learned from his mistakes. Like, when what brought down Naruto, he probably learned he's going to make another banger, but uh, looks like he didn't learn so much after all. Yeah, I agree. Tay, in the off chance, did you read any part of Samurai 8? Yeah, um, I think the problem that came from Samurai 8 was kind of like everyone knew that he was making a new series and everyone expected it to just be a Naruto clone. So he went so heavy on trying to show, like, look, guys, it's not Naruto, it's a new series. And then it's just, it, it becomes so much of like a, just a blur of information that it, bearing in mind, like the shonen demographic that they're looking for is like teenagers and whatnot. And like, so a lot of people may not have 
be necessarily trying to, you know, like get all of this information at once. I feel like maybe if you kind of like calm down and like let it play out in a smooth way, it might have done better. But nah, he it seemed like he was going too hard trying to prove a point that it ended up backfiring in a different way. Yeah, I agree. Chan, do you have any thoughts on Samurai Eight? Um, it's kind of like what Tay was saying. Uh, I respect Kishimoto a lot, <clears throat> but I'm kind of under the mindset after reading Samurai Eight that if he wants to write another manga ever, he needs to do something that's not close to ninjas. Sam, like it can't be anything like that in general, because. Basically, what Tay was saying, he was trying so hard to prove to everyone that this isn't just a Naruto clone, rather than focusing on the series and trying to make a good series. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, I think it might be Build King tier. Ooh, ooh, I, you know what? I'm half. Why not? Let's do it. Let's put it in Build King tier. I mean, it's better than. I feel so terrible doing that to Kishimoto. But I don't. You can't even argue. The thing is, like, when you look at it, like, when you look at other manga that came out at the same time, because Kishimoto was just like, I want to do something sci-fi related. When you look at what came out around the same time, because I think Boruto was already running by that point, um, Boruto was a better sci-fi series than Samurai 8 was. And in terms of a veteran going up against another veteran... Eden Zero by um, Mashima is leagues better than Samurai 8 and has been going on for three times the length, but came out around the same time. And I think a big part of that is that, one, Mashima kept it simple. Um, he made it sci-fi. He made it like really cool sci-fi, but he didn't overcomplicate things. Whereas with Samurai 8, it was just like, you are a robotic samurai, and your powers are dependent on your samurai soul, your samurai sword, your samurai ninja uh, beast robot, and then a, a priestess that has absolutely no point to them other than praying for you. Like, he literally, he took a Sakura character... Gave her Hinata's personality and gave her absolutely zero use in terms of an actual fight. Like, he, he, he took his terrible female writing and made it worse. Like, and that's saying <laughs> something. Like, it, it was bad. And it's, it's, it's Jump's fault for letting it go on as long as they did without trying to really edit it because i i there was not enough direction there to keep it going in a positive way so i'm fine with putting it in build king tier i let whoever wants to come at me come at me if they're even still watching this video <laughs> no i I, <laughs> I really don't think that anyone's gonna be trying to defend samurai 8 that heavy no absolutely not so Yo, what was the editor doing? I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I don't know most likely, what was going on. Most likely, I think it's Kishimoto made Naruto, right? So, when you make a series like that, that is world-renowned, it's merit. old, and 
critically acclaimed. Yeah, you kind of get to, I would assume, right, bypass like that. It's like, psh, what do you mean? I need an editor. I'm Kishimoto. You know Naruto? Yeah, I made that, right? But the thing is, Kishimoto, I don't think, like, even with Naruto, I mentioned this earlier. Sasuke was a concept and like in the story because of an editor saying that he needed a rival character for Naruto. So Kishimoto, if we're being completely honest, right? Obviously, every manga gets a lot of hope, but if you take away Sasuke, Naruto as a series is completely different than what we see it as now. So who knows? Maybe Kishimoto without editing help is not as great as we would assume. Yeah, Maybe just a thought. You kind of yeah, got to keep in I... mind, though, that he, he would have, like, 15 years more experience, 16 years more experience at that point, though. But obviously, it, it didn't it didn't help anything because we saw what came of Samurai 8. <laughs> I actually legitimately wonder if, because of the blunder of Samurai 8, that's why they're giving Taite Kubo as much liberty as they are with making uh, Burn the Witch a seasonal series instead. I'm, I'm legitimately wondering if that's why they were giving him the liberty that they did, because they did not want it to end up like Samurai 8 did. I can just, like, imagine, like, like, like Shonen Jump just going up to to fucking Kishimoto and be like, uh, Samurai 8's not doing so, and Kishimoto's just like, no, 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 I got this, I got this, trust me. It's all, it's all part of my plan. He, he didn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on from Build King tier to something that is definitely higher. Uh, next on the list is Shaman King. Um, so I think, Ronan, I think you're waiting to watch the anime on this one, right? Yeah, I want to I wanna get my first experience with the uh, upcoming anime. Sounds good. Uh, we'll try not to spoil. Fair enough. Oh, so Tay, have you... Oh, no, I know you watched Shaman King. That's the first video I watched on your channel. <laughs> King. Please yeah. take it away. What are your thoughts on the world building the, Shaman King? The fact that we're not doing spoilers works in my favor because I can't remember it. I haven't read it. Well, I can remember it, but I haven't read it in quite a few years. But um, from what I can remember, I do really... I can't remember the world building being anything like extremely special. I think it's pretty... Um, it, it it outclasses like a C tier, I think. So I think it, it would have to come somewhere oh. in like a. Well, what would you say? Alright, so I don't really, cause I don't know if the anime is gonna be a good adaptation or not. And I heard that like the early two thousand one was like mid. And so what I did was I started reading the manga kind of recently i say like the past couple months and i'm about like 70 chapters deep and so far i'd say the world building is it's pretty good i mean, I mean like a b tier has a good power system amazing art i really like the art characters they got drip but uh i'd say 100 like yo has has so much drip <laughs> with the way he's probably one of the best dressed Shonen and MCs. Absolutely. Yeah, but I'd say like I'd say like A or B. That's just me though. Trash, have you read or watched any of Shaman King? I have not. I'm definitely gonna check out the new anime when that comes out though. Alright. 
I'm super excited for the anime. I hope it's good. Absolutely. So, my opinion on Shaman King. Um, this may or may not come as a shock. I would put Shaman King in S tier. And I will tell you why. Uh, so me being Maybe I'm forgetting things. Shaman King stan aside, because Shaman King uh, is actually the first like longer-running series of manga that I actually finished collecting. Like, that was a... Like, that was a big purpose of mine was to collect Shaman King, and I have all 33 English volumes that had been created, uh, and it cost me a pretty penny, but it was worth it. Shaman King, what makes it so interesting is that while, yes, it takes place in, like, the, the regular Earth, like, everything, like, about it is, you know, normal, like, regular Japan regular America, regular London, etc., etc., etc. What makes Shaman King so interesting is the absolutely incredible blending of different cultures, religions, and spiritualism into one series. You've got oh, yeah. that represent literally every religious belief that you can find in the world today in Shaman King. It's incredible. Like, you've got stuff um, from, like, Nordic shamanism. You've got, uh, I mean, a major part of the story takes place uh, in America with the Patch and their Native American uh, spiritualism and history and whatnot. You've got everything from Japan, things from Egypt, all parts of the world and their spiritualism and whatnot incorporated into this series incorporated into their powers into how they manifest it's absolutely incredible like the amount of like research and whatnot that went into this to make things like work as well as they do is crazy good and on top of that like you've got so much history that's involved with the main character and the main villain in the history of the shaman fight that takes place every 1000 years it's insane like me personally i i would hands down put it in s tier because the world building in shaman king is top tier there is a reason that it went on for 33 volumes and it's fantastic and it's got a sequel series. It's got a sequel to the sequel series. It's got offshoot series about, like, some of the side characters. Like, the world of Shaman King, which sadly is not owned by Shueisha anymore. They moved over to Kadansha, so that's Shueisha's loss, but... Oh, is that why they started re reprinting all new volumes? Yeah. I was just gonna say, is that why they... Yeah. Yeah. So, me personally, I would put Shaman King in S tier. But given how other people have voted... I am fine putting it in A tier. No, I'll, 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 uh, I will agree, because I was kind of going off of like guesswork from like terrible memory, and so because I, I, I know that I love Shaman King. I can't remember exactly what it is that I love about it, but I'll agree with that and say it should go for S as well. All right, King. We're, uh, May not be the best King. written story, but uh, it was made with a lot of love. All right, the yeah, show. So we're we're overruling you, King. We're uh, we're gonna move it to S tier. Yeah, it don't it don't feel now. so good getting left behind now, does it? Oh no, nah, it feels amazing. I love seeing a series just succeed and strive. The 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 revenge for Tay is sweet. So I'll, that being said, I I 
I can put it below Haikyuu as a compromise, since not everybody here has watched it or read it yet. Uh, but I give it my strongest recommendation uh, and cannot wait for the reboot to take place in the spring. It's going to be fantastic. Do you have any idea if it's like going to be seasonal? or No, it's going to be like 52 episodes, I want to say. And it's I believe it's going to be continuous. Okay, cool. Alright, so we move on from Shaman King to Spy Family. I, I'm assuming everyone here has read Spy Family? Yep. Yeah. I, I actually have not. The only reason I haven't, it's one of those series that, like, I know, basically for a fact I'll enjoy, right? I know I'm going to love Spy Family, but it's because I know I'm going to love it, and it's bi-weekly and sometimes inconsistent, I really do not want to catch up on that series and wait for it all the time. So I'll abstain from this conversation. But, um, yeah. No, that's fair. For Spy. All right. So since Tron didn't read Shaman King, we'll let you start off on this one. Okay. So <clears throat> first off, the whole premise of Spy Family is really interesting to me. Um, I like everything that I've seen so far. Again, just like some of the other shows, though, I'm not quite sure how high I can put it just because of what we've gotten so far. But I think that with everything that we've seen in Spy Family, I'm comfortable putting it um, somewhere in B tier for world building. That's fair. Uh, Tay, what are you thinking? Um, yeah, no, uh... I would personally maybe not put it as high as like B tier. Personally, I think it's pretty kind of straightforward in the types of in the type of world it's trying to create. I don't think it does anything too crazy on the world building front. But um Yeah, no, I'll probably put it like in C tier personally. That's fair. King, what do you think? Um, pretty much the same thing. Like the series as a whole, but, uh, world building, like, there's a difference between the world building not being the focus and world building not really being necessary. And I think my family falls into the latter. So I'd get, yeah, like, I, I like agree C with that. Or B. Like C or B. I think, so I can, I can agree with the points that have been brought up so far. Obviously, like, there are elements to the world building so far. We've got East and West, or East and West Berlin. Um, you've got, you know, the tensions built up between the two. Um, obviously, the, the biggest thing in this series is the characters and the focus on the characters. And Spy Family has some of the best characters in current uh, Shonen Jump in Shonen Jump related content. I will, I will definitely say that. Um, with that being said, uh, there's obviously been more of a focus on the spy side of things than anything else. Like, we know that, like, a bunch of the characters have, like, a second side to who they are, but we necess we haven't really explored that yet, so I'm excited for when we do. Um, but the spy world of things has definitely been incredibly interesting. Um, I wouldn't go so far to put it necessarily in C, but I would put it at the bottom of B. Um, because it has been really good so far, it's 
introduced a lot of groundwork that'll be interesting to see how that pays off. But again, so far it's really only focused on the spy world building side of things, and it's focused more on Lloyd and Anya than anybody else. So yeah, I will put it right below Marshall. Okay. Down to the last six. Let's go. <laughs> Promise Neverland. Um, I'm going to admit for this one, I am anime only. Um, Same. Is there anyone that's not anime only for Thomas Neverland? Um, I've read the whole thing. I won't spoil anything. That's fair. But I think you probably have the best perspective, at least as a whole, on the world building. So I'd <clears> let, <throat> if you could, if you'd start things off, that'd be great. Okay, so... I'm only gonna. Are you guys caught up with the anime though? Like, most recent episode or no? I am. I no. It's only been three episodes in, but I, I'm yeah. caught up on it. Yeah. Are you? I am. I am not, but I don't really care about spoilers for this series anyway. Okay, so because the one thing I wanted to talk about is the most recent reveal. Actually, it might have been episode two, but we got the history of how. We learned, like, what the promise is between the demons and the humans. And how the promise was formed, like, thousands of years ago. So that the demon and human world would be split forever. Where the humans, the kids in the promised Neverland, their ancestors were given as a sort of tribute to live on farms and feed the demons. And beyond that, everything else just goes in a lot more detail in the manga. And, like, everything gets a lot more crazy. I'm not going to spoil any specifics, but it's very, very intriguing. I think that it's probably S-tier in terms of world building. Um, again, not trying to, like, say too much about the manga, but from where we are in the anime, you can probably just, like, imagine how crazy it could get. Well, I have heard, because I, I was on Sensei's stream last night. Last night, as in when I was recording, or when we are recording this. Um... And I know that there are major changes um, compared to the manga from where we are in the anime. Which, I, I mean, that being said, I do know that um, that we're going to have, like, an anime-only ending um, that the creators are uh, helping to produce. So I know that going into it. Um, but even then, at least from an anime-only perspective, and, like, I'll get into the... I will eventually read the manga as well. I, I would definitely agree that, like, it's deserving of an S-tier. Because one of the big things that I really appreciate with The Promised Neverland is that we are experiencing the world building around us at the same time that the kids are. Because the kids were completely unaware that everything was going on until Emma and Norma Norman... We're like, hey, uh, we're being sold off to demons. Um, and the fact that like we're continuously building around this world and the mysteries around it, uh, and that reveal that like there are two separate worlds and the pact that was made between humans and demons, that's crazy. And like not even like speaking of like the world itself, which is freaking gorgeous outside the walls of the farm. Like the the giant trees the like the weird insects and things flying around 
uh, the monsters that aren't even demons, and the variation of demons that we've seen. It's so cool. Like, I, I, I could definitely agree that it's it's deserving of an S tier. Eh, S tier, and I know a lot of people praised Promise Neverland along the way un until the end. Which I mean that I mean that was kind of the same thing that happened with Demon Slayer, but even then, I know a lot more people were really clamoring about Promise Neverland in comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. Oh God. Oh, go ahead. No, that's fine. You can. Oh, I mean, just from the anime perspective, just to add on to what Axel Blaze was saying, it just like I can just kind of get that feeling it's gonna be great like obviously i don't think it's done enough and exclusively the anime to get s here but i think it's just kind of like you're seeing the precedent being set for the world and getting all this information in an interesting way which i think is very important with world building throwing information at us i think promise neverland is definitely like s tier in the sense that like I can envision the manga being S tier, right? Obviously, I can't say that for complete certainty, but based on what it's doing, it's a clear, distinct A tier with S tier in a near future. Fair enough. How about you, King? Alright. Uh, this isn't going to be very good, but me personally, I am not a fan of The Promised Neverland, personally. And that's because I was watching it while I was airing week by week. And I don't know, for me, series that, like, usually are pretty good when I watch they come out week by week just don't do it for me. And The Promised Neverland fell into that category. Um, and I don't know, when I just watched it, I just wasn't really my thing. I plan on re-watching it with a, you know, a new perspective, new eyes, if you will. But, uh. Um, I don't really have much input here. That's fair. How about you, Tay? Um, I think the the best thing about it is the fact that, like, so if we're going off of season one, we learn a lot about, like, the we learn a lot, but not that much. Um, we learn a lot of hints about the way that the the farm is is working and like you get all these different tidbits of information from the outside and so then once it, it feels like we've like we've gone from one world into the other literally like the moment they get over that wall we're in a completely new world and maybe because it was held away from us as viewers for such a long well, I don't know how long it was in the manga, but it felt like a long time. Like obviously being confined within the small, the small space of the farm, um, it it could possibly create like a a slingshot effect in that we didn't know so much to the point where we now know loads, and it's just like it it may, uh, what's the word like overblow how we could view the world building. So I will would say an s tier and i'm glad that you guys said it but i could have understood if someone else would put it a bit lower in that it's like it's cool but it's it's you don't know like it's not on the level of expansive as like something like a naruto world or a one piece or something like that yeah no that's fair i think uh, with that in mind uh 
should we put it at like the top of a tier then like because I, I know obviously there were some s's thrown in um and then that's fair position to it um i, I mean that being said i'm fine with putting it in s tier as well if that would be preferred um although i think i would probably put it at the bottom of s tier so is there a vote either way uh, well, I would I say have S. A but... Yeah, I mean, if S is kind of what the majority is going for, I'd say bottom of S is fine. All right, then bottom of S tier it will go. All right, so next, uh, very far from S tier, but not from the bottom, Ayakashi Triangle. Uh, has anyone else read this uh, very Ichi substitute in Jump now that... Uh, Shokugeki no Soma is no longer in it. I have not. <laughs> is it like Shokugeki no Soma? I mean, it's Shokugeki like Shokugeki no Soma. Let me find out. I'm about to read another Food Wars. Um, No, I haven't seen it, though. King or Tay, have either of you read Ayakashi Triangle? Uh, No, I haven't. All right, then it comes down to me again. That's fine. <laughs> so Ayakashi Triangle um, is another series that's by a veteran author. Um, trying to remember which one. Uh, I want to say this was what the one by the creator of To Love Rue, because um, the other one, uh, Ghost Reaper Girl, is by. Um, uh, starts with a V. Uh, uh, Rosario Vampire. Yep. Um, so, uh, Ayakashi Triangle is by the same guy that does uh, To Love Rue, and it, it's very Ichi. It's it's like every single chapter has one of those moments that it's just like, well, this isn't Jump. Uh, this got past the censors. Um, basic premise is that um, in this world, there are Ayakashi, and there are ninjas that try to keep the balance between the world of uh, the humans and the Ayakashi. And the main character's um, female friend uh, and love interest is called an Ayakashi medium. Um, she's got a lot of spiritual power and that attracts other Ayakashi, um, including uh, this one cat, who is the king of Ayakashi. Uh, and then the first chapter ends in a gender bend for the main character because of course it does um it's it's fine um ayakashi triangle sales are actually really good for a new series uh so ayakashi triangle is not going to get canceled anytime soon and a big part of that is because of how ichi it is um in terms of the world building uh i'd probably put it at the bottom of c tier like, it's fine. Like, it's not anywhere near as bad or not fulfilled as, like, the D-tier stuff. Um, but, yeah, I, I I think I would put it at the bottom of the C-tier. If you, if, you like, if you like ninjas and Ayakashi and a lot of Ichi stuff, despite the fact that they're clearly teenagers, then go for it. But, you know, yeah, it's not bad. So C-tier is what you put it? Yeah, I put it in C tier. All right. So the next one is actually one that's really near and dear to my heart. 
Undead Unluck. Does anyone else here read Undead Unluck? Yeah. Currently in the middle of the process, but, you know, I, I am, like, in currently reading it. Fair enough. What is your take on it so far? Um, I liked it a lot, honestly. As a whole, really good. World building, I think it's in the process of doing something pretty interesting. I like the whole, like, way they, where they get their missions from and that whole idea, the mystery behind it a little bit, at least where I'm at. There's a lot of intrigue behind that idea. And certainly I'd say it's above average. It probably hits that B tier for me. Obviously, I can't go super into depth since I'm not caught up on everything. But I'd probably say it's in that B tier. Can't really speak towards Spy Family, but I definitely say it's around Mashal tier. Fair enough. Tay or Tron, have either of you read Undead Unluck? So, <clears throat> I'm only eight chapters into Undead Unluck. I heard that something happens that, like, makes people like the series a lot more, like, pretty soon, close to where I am, I think. So, I don't really know. From where I am right now, I'd probably give it C tier, but only eight chapters in, so. That's fair. Tay, how about you? Um, I was following the series from when it first started, and then I kind of, like, fell off uh, after about, I think I want to say about 10 chapters or something. I can't really remember it that well. I think it was, like, it had a pretty interesting concept. That's what I do remember. And uh, it was linked to, like, some, like, government, some, like, shady stuff, and they're trying to, like, I can't really remember. But I, it, it was a pretty interesting concept. Um, it was definitely more world building than something on the level of like Sakamoto days or something like that. But that's all I'd have to say for that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I put I put it above D because if if we got like stuff like Boruto in D tier, I I can't have it on that level. <laughs> so I'm gonna go in the crazy opposite direction here as someone that is completely caught up with Undead Unluck, and I'm actually part of a group chat on Twitter that was originally formed for Undead Unluck fans, I would actually put Undead Unluck in S tier, as crazy as that sounds. Um, sorry, noticing a notification on my page here. Um, the reason why I would go um, S tier in comparison, um, is just because, uh, with Undead Unluck, it really changes the game, like, in terms of world building. Um, like, you think that you know what's going on, and then you find out that things have been changing for a very long time. The things that are going on, the rules of the world have changed again and again and again, and... It's so crazy. And I don't want to spoil anything because it gets super interesting. The The one issue um, that I have with Undead Unluck is that the beginning does not do the, ser the series justice um, for what it should be. Um, like the, the series is absolutely fantastic, um, but the, the, the first chapter is not great. It does not it does not make you interested in the series, despite what it does. Um, enjoyed it. it I, I enjoyed it too, but like compared to like what we get later on in the series, especially after 10 chapters, 
doesn't hold a candle to it. Um, completely mm. different tone. So I, I would personally put it in S tier. Um, but I mean, that's just me. I'm, I'm more than fine, uh, putting it lower. Yeah. I mean, my ranking is, is merely from like a lack of, a lack of, that just me. That just me. Was there? So, so King, King, King joined back in, but he's on his phone. You might, you might want to do push the talk. If you, if you can. Um, what I was going to say is that my ranking mostly comes from like ignorance on the entire series. If uh, what Tron was saying was true and there's like a point in the series where kind of like the switch gets flipped, then I definitely haven't reached that point yet. So far, it's really good. Like I like it. But it hasn't done anything kind of like how you said Axel Blaze, like, you know, really um, like revolutionary. The world and the setting hasn't changed yet for me. So I will be interested in seeing how my ranking of Undead Unluck changes as that happens. Sounds good. King, have you read Undead Unluck? I know you switched over to your phone because your laptop died. King? Oh no, has his phone died too? Died too. Oh no, I hear him. Just really echoey. All right. Well, I guess in that. Well, regard, I guess in um, since you guys haven't, uh, I, I will respect your wishes respect in terms of like your opinions because it's completely fair. Like if it hasn't necessarily held your attention as much so far, um, or how far you've read into it, that's perfectly fine. Um. So. I guess I would put it, I guess, B tier above Burn the Witch. I mean, if you said it's S tier, like, you could put it in S or A, because uh, I was only read eight chapters in, but the friend who recommended it to me said, like, it gets very, very good. I don't know when, because he didn't spoil or anything, but apparently it takes a massive turn, and I'm not there yet, so... I, It'll, yeah, if you guys are good with it, I I'll put it at the top of A. Um, because I I since it is forty chapters in, I don't think I can justify putting it in S tier yet. Like Jujutsu Kaisen, Kaisen is a step above the rest, so that's fine putting it where it is. But I'll, I'll put it at the top of A tier for now. So yeah. All right, then uh, next up we've got. Last three. Uh, Mission Yozakura Family. Has anyone here other than me read Mission other Yozakura Family? No, I'm not, not, on not on that. Like, kind of partially. So, I mean, I think it, it's fine. I, but that's because I'm very early on. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I personally... I think for Mission Yozakura family, I personally would put it in C tier. Like, it's been good. So, I, I've really enjoyed Mission I've Yozakura really enjoyed family so far. But, like, outside of, outside like, of... the main family, certain spies, and, like, the enemy organization, there hasn't necessarily been a whole lot of world building for it. Um, I think it's, for a series that's made it to a year in serialization, 
compared to like Mitama Security or Gravity Boys. I think it's done very well for itself. Uh, but obviously it's not better than Spy Family. Spy Family is definitely the much better spy manga in comparison. Got you, got you for that one. Uh, next one, a, a classic. Something we have to have all seen, right? Or at least... Yeah. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes. The series that came before Hunter Hunter and that some would argue is better than Hunter Hunter. Would anyone like to kick us off? Yeah, so Yu Yu Hakusho holds a very special place for me. Mainly because of the fact that... So the first anime I ever watched was Dragon Ball Z Kai. But that was just on, like, Nicktoons. So I didn't really know that it was an anime. And Yu Yu Hakusho was probably the first anime I ever watched, like, knowing it was an anime and it got me into anime in general. And, um... The characters in Yu Yu Hakusho is... Not to sort of hold a bait between Yu Yu Hakusho and Hunter x Hunter, but the main group protagonist i think is far better than that in hunter hunter uh the villains may be a different story but the protagonist i really like a lot and the world building how we got the whole human realm the demon realm i really like all of the world building i know a lot of people have issues with the ending but that's more plot related than really the world building so i think i would probably put it I'd say top A tier for me. Yeah, to follow up on that, I would definitely say, okay, so for me, I feel like Hunter x Hunter is the more, like, final product, but Yu Yu Hakusho definitely had this air of, like, just really rough aesthetic that made me personally enjoy it on a certain level. But in terms of world building, right, I think the way that the manga in specific is able to kind of build its world around Hiei, around Karama, around Yusuke, and, like, the demons and all that stuff is done pretty well. Um, the power system is, while not probably as deep as Nen, a lot of people would say, I think is done to an acceptable level. So I would say middle to top A for me, for sure. Gotcha. Tay, do you have any opinions? I'm sorry to disappoint you guys. As one last time, this video It's another classic that I haven't yet watched that's that is fair that is fair um king do you have any opinions or i, I know you're still on your phone taking himself off mute coming in with a big way all right not not hearing anything from not hearing anything from except for the echo except for the echo. Alright, King, we'll come back to you if your if if your audio situation resolves itself, but um for me with Yu Yu Hakusho, um this is the series um Sorry, I'm on push to talk here. Um this is the series that, like, overall, in terms of the the characters, it's a lot better than Hunter x Hunter, in my opinion. Like, because in terms of the core four, it does develop all four of them, for the most part. 
compared to Hunter Hunter, where like Hunter Hunter became the the Gon and Killua show, and Loyorio and Karapika were just kind of left off to the wayside. Um, not obviously now with like the Dark Continent Prince stuff with like Karapika, but again, it's one of those things where it's just it was just a hard shift um, that way. Um, so like, yeah. I that being said, like with the world building obviously like everyone mentioned so far the human realm the demon realm um the history uh with the the dark tape and i know that's not the actual name of like the vhs tape that contained all of the atrocities of the human world but the fact that that played such a, like an integral part of like the dark tournament and then the the arc that happened afterwards with like the like the human realm and trying to uh like combine the human world with the demon realm thought that was all really fantastic um like tron said like the ending while some people might not have liked it that was definitely more of a plot thing than world building because the world building end of things was still really good with that um i would put it either at the top of a or bottom of s because like Yu Yu Hakusho is just one of those shows that you can repeat again and again and again. And if I could, uh, if I could summon the dragon from the Dragon Balls, I would wish to uh, experience Yu Yu Hakusho again for the first time fresh. It's that good. Okay, so where's the uh? Oh, uh, I know a bunch of people said A. So I will put it at the mm. top of A. I think that's fair. Cool, cool. Right. And that leaves us with the final entry on the list. Yu-Gi-Oh! Which I have one hell of a history with. Mm. Alright, Tay. You said that you know Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Yeah, we talk in mango anime. Because I, I swear that they have different stories. So we're mainly talking... I... I, I we're mainly talking the manga. I would say. Um, I mean, we can incorporate some of the anime, even though like certain arcs were uh, technically filler. Because I mean, the manga technically goes from the stuff pre Duelist Kingdom, which was like the Yu Gi Oh Zero stuff, Duelist Kingdom, Battle City, and then it technically skips to the Egypt arc, uh, the Calcos, mm. and then that stupid tournament in Kaiba Land. Uh, were filler, um, although the Orichalcomalos, uh, presented by Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged is one of the best pieces of fiction ever, so, but yeah, we're, we're, we're talking more so the core Yu-Gi-Oh!, and we're not talking, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, 5Ds, etc., because that's technically its own entity. We're talking original Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, um, I don't know if it's a hot take, but I don't, I... If we're talking world building, I can't see much merit for Yu-Gi-Oh personally. Um, I've, if you class the actual game as a as like a power system for something like Naruto, then that's like S tier, you know. But in terms of the story that goes on with regards to like the Millennium items and stuff, I feel like like it's a bit not bad it's just meh. yeah i hear you there 
So what uh, what letter grade do you think you would give the world building then? Um, if we take into account the power system as, as well, then I would put it in B tier, high B tier. Otherwise, I'd put it like high C, low B. It's weird to say if we're including the power system in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is funny. Well. All right. Uh, Tron or Ronin, have either of you read or watched Yu-Gi-Oh? So, unfortunately for me, when I grew up, everyone just said Yu-Gi-Oh was a Pokemon clone that was worse. So I never experienced Yu-Gi-Oh. What? For, for me, right... I, I um, in one of the rare anime fans that has never seen Pokemon, Digimon, Yu-Gi-Oh, or any of those, like, you know, kind of, like, so integrated in the culture that they're almost just cartoons at that point. No, I, I, I just grew up on Dragon Ball over and over, so I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh. I obviously know certain things just through kind of, like, osmosis of being in the community, but I, I don't think I have enough knowledge to just be able to say, yeah, it has really good world building, or no, it doesn't. No, that's fair. And I, yeah, Tron, I, I know that a lot of people said it was a Pokemon clone back in the day. I mean, big reason for it was because it had a card game. So, like, people are like, oh, it's another card game based thing? Pokemon already has that. Oh, it has video games? Pokemon already has that. Um, with that being said, personally, like, Yu Gi Oh! was a very big part of my life for a very long time. Um, from, like, elementary school to, uh, into college, I played Yu-Gi-Oh. I collected the physical card game. I went to a couple tournaments, played with Same. friends. Um, even now, I have Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links on my phone because um, I just can't get away from it. Oh, I was so addicted to that game for like a month straight, and then I just deleted it because I didn't like the fact that you could only have three, uh, three monsters and three spells and traps at once, I think. Yeah, it is. And I, I hear you there. Um, I, I re-downloaded it because they added, uh, like, the fourth Yu-Gi-Oh! series recently. So I was just like, alright, I'll get back in for this. So, But I digress. That's not what this is about. Um, the world building in Yu-Gi-Oh! is kind of interesting. Just because uh, before the card game was introduced, the, the, the series wasn't about card games. Like, it was about, like, games and this malevolent being that was in the, the Egyptian puzzle um, that was not Yugi, but he shared Yugi's body. Um, and I would actually argue, and this is my hot take, that Yu-Gi-Oh! was better before it got into the card game side of things. Um, but that is my hot take. Because um, then when they got into the card game side of things, the first season with Duelist Kingdom, they were like, yeah, uh, rules... There, there are no rules. This is, you just play cards, and this this giant stone stone soldier can destroy the moon, completely erasing the ocean, or like I I one of the several little Karibo Yu-Gi-Oh bridge shirts I bought was like the catapult turtle meme shirt because, again, Yu-Gi-Oh back then was just like screw the rules, I have money. Um, 100 percent just uh but past that it was really interesting to see how this card game was influenced by like ancient egypt and whatnot um i mean that being said like they were like yeah everything was like ancient egypt like this is what like all of it was for like uh so it was kind of like 
uh, I don't know about robots and tunes being involved with ancient Egyptian stuff, but whatever. Um, so, like, I think it definitely got really interesting to an extent with, like, when they got into the card game side of things. And then toward the end, they went, took a hard turn back into, like, we're going to ancient Egypt. And there were interesting character twists and plot twists and things that I didn't expect. And it was good. But I would definitely say it's a B-tier thing. Um, just because the world building wasn't there. The, the main focus was on the card game because the card game is marketable and money. And I don't blame them for that. Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of the top-selling card games in the world. Like, it, it is a staple in card game culture at this point. But in terms of world... I feel like it's a, it's a staple in, like, that millennial culture in general, you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, every, well, not everyone, but... Everyone, yeah, everyone basically grew up with either Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, if not both. Aside from the few, like, abnormalities. Like, I remember at my school, like, everyone was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! so much that they ended up banning the cards from coming in. Oh, yeah. That was that was a thing, like, at my schools as well. Um, that, that was definitely a thing. Uh, in my high school, like, we actually had a group that would uh, go into, like, the, the, the theater room to go play on the stage uh and then at one point they were like you guys can't stay in here you have to go away and we were like ah but what about our underground Yu-Gi-Oh club what the hell (laughs) uh but yes it it definitely was a staple of culture but uh and is still but i i'm I'm gonna put it at the bottom of b tier because i i think yeah yeah but that being said boys we have made it we have made it to the end we did it we might have lost King Uzumaki at the end there. But we... How long were we going for? Like five, six hours? Uh, counting the first section, uh, it we, we recorded for over five hours. So I'm probably mm. going to split this into two videos. I was going to say. This is insane. <laughs> but I mean, said, like, this, I think we can all agree. Like, this has been a fantastic discussion about shonen jump and the worlds that it created like 100 so many interesting aspects like uh, even even for the stuff in build king tier there's still something that was interesting about every single series that we talked about but the world building in some of them has been absolutely fantastic so immersive so interesting and detailed it's absolutely fantastic and i i can't thank you guys enough uh for well <laughs> for sticking with me for six oh my god king uzumaki in the chat said stop hating on build king i will keep hating on build king <laughs> king and you can't stop me but i yeah for those because you're you're just going to get the finished content here in two bits but uh these guys stuck around with me from 2 p.m central standard time to 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, or in the case of Tay, uh, until 2 a.m. 2 a.m., yeah. Because he's across the pond and is an absolute trooper for sticking with us. It's okay, I don't, don't go to bed at this time. I'm usually out working on videos till like 3, 4 o'clock, so it's fine. That's fair. Well, before we close things out, I want to give all you guys a chance to, uh, for anyone that's still around, I want to give you guys a chance to promote your channels. So, Broken Ronin, go ahead. 
Yeah, so really, all I do at this point is talk about Jujutsu Kaisen and why it's amazing. But I also happen to know of other manga, like Blue Lock, Jigoku Raku, tons of other things. I kind of just talk about, review, and give kind of like um, abstract discussion videos on. So if you're kind of into that type of stuff, uh, my channel should be a nice place for you to check out. Absolutely. Uh, Tay, how about you? Give yourself a promo here. Uh, uh, well, first off, I'd like to say thank you for having me on the channel. It was a pleasure being here. And secondly, um, yeah, so I'm kind of still figuring out exactly where I want to go with my videos. I've, I've kind of delved into like different discussions on different anime and manga. Um, at the moment, I'm more on the fan theory content type stuff. So at the moment, I've only got like my hero videos lined up. But I plan on delving into like JJK, One Piece, and maybe some more. Absolutely. And Tokyo Tron? Yeah, so for me, I'm Tokyo Tron on YouTube. Um, I started out making primarily One Piece videos, <clears throat> trying to expand the channel to do videos about everything, discussions. I want to do some what if some One Piece eventually. And yeah, if you like anime, manga in general, make sure to check me out. Absolutely. Uh, and King said that his shout out is to go read Build King. So yeah, that's uh, that's what you get from King Uzumaki. Uh I know he's got a YouTube channel coming up too. Um, so I'm going to be promoting that when it comes out. I'm going to be pro promoting all of their YouTube channels and their Twitter handles. So those will all be in the description down below. Um, so definitely check that out. Definitely check out their content. Um, definitely a fan of all of what they do. Um, absolutely fantastic. And again, I can't thank you guys enough for bearing with me <laughs> for all of this uh, and being on for this discussion. Uh, it has been one hell of a good time. So I can't thank you guys enough for that. Um, but yeah, until next time, my name is Axel Blaze. Uh, and next time I'm going to plan on doing a much shorter than six hour stream with everybody. So, yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye -bye.